better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Big T. And I'm Michael. And welcome to episode 258 of Blurred R Russ. Uh, we had a little bit of an impromptu break last week. Um, like I said, scheduling is always going to be a little bit difficult now with me fully on shift work. I've got all the equipment, so it can be a little bit wild. But we're back. Um, we're going to catch you up with everything I've been watching over the last week and a half or so. And um, yeah, hopefully for the next hour maybe two and a half we will be entertaining you so uh you know what it's been a while since we've had micron so let's let michael go first michael what have you been up to um i've been up to quite a bit oddly enough um obviously work um looking for a new new job at the moment um doing coaching american football now getting my cosplay sorted out for comic-con um Getting ready for Comic Con, doing edits, do, just <laughs> never stops. But um, other than that, that, I've been watching some good stuff, but I'll discuss that later unless you want me to do that now and I can go straight into it. Yeah, now go, go into what you've been watching. Alright, cool. So, um, I started, I've been watching quite a few stuff, um, but to be fair, college football, I've been watching NCAA college football, obviously, as most people know, I am the sports fanatic. Completely, no one else will touch me on sports. Um, NFL, obviously, Premier League is back. We've got the international series. There's just, I've been watching so many different types of sports. Um, also, been watching SWAT. So, I've watched SWAT from season one to season five up to date, um, within a week and a half. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's the that's the one with the guy from CSI in it, the black dude. Yeah, Hans, Hans yes, is. Forest, is, is it not? Is it a forest coach or is it? Nah, she, um, Shamar, Shamar, um, Shamar something. Okay. Oh yeah, Shamar. Yeah. So yeah, we watched. I watched that from season one to season five, and you know what? It's such a great show that it gets a free piece. I wouldn't give it a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, sorry, sorry. It, it does hit. Sorry, uh, for anyone else, <laughs> this shows how, how how we had a little bit of a break. I've been slacking. Um, for anyone that's the first time listener, uh, we at Blurs or us have a very unique rating system. If we think something's absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece. If it's the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. So, Micah, sorry, you can now continue. Okay, so um, SWAT will get a three piece for me um, just for the fact that Again, it does hit a lot of social situations and as being a black cop in America and so on and so on. But the show is absolutely fantastic. It is amazing. Um, definitely a special one. And if you haven't watched it, I would probably get onto that because that was outstanding. 
Um, and I also, I did, I did mention that I finished it within one week and a, and a half, so kind of says a lot. Um, alongside that, I did go to the EGX Expo last weekend. Um, it was very disappointing. Oh no! <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, it was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. It wasn't. See, when we, so I went in 2019 mm-hmm. and. They had a lot of stuff. It was like um, it was like Comic Con last year, Nana. Mm. It was like Comic Con in the in summer, innit? Like you said that there wasn't a lot of stuff. When we went there, like they didn't have as much stuff as they should have had. So like last time we went, they had Xbox, they had PlayStation, they had like obviously all a lot of new games that were coming out. So like I recorded the Avengers before it came out, um, a couple stuff. But yeah, they didn't have. They hardly had anything there. It was quite. I left. We left at one p.m. Oh wow! So that was yeah. That's it was early. Dead. We we had we had early tickets. We had early tickets in it, so we were in from ten a.m. And yeah, still to leave after three hours. Yeah. That's a bit. That's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. I got my sword though. Okay. I got, I got my I got my Trafalgar law sword, but that was pretty much it. There wasn't really anything there. They had Splatoon three there, but other than that. Not much to really shout and rave about at the EGX, to be honest, this year. Mm. Seriously disappointing. Um, also, I've been watching Handmaid's Tale. Blessed mm-hmm. Be. Um, season f- 5 is back? Yeah, I think it's season 5. Um, pretty good. And you know what? There's a lot of things in this show that will piss you off because it doesn't. half of it doesn't make sense. Um, if you haven't watched it, if you have, spoiler alert, if you portray a country, in what way can you go back to the country and expect to have the same sort of rights? Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, somehow that happens in the show and you, you, it, 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 yeah, it's kind of annoying. But yeah, I'll give May Handmaid's Tell Free Piece as well. Really good, really exciting, and it does piss you off and get you emotionally attached. That's for sure. Okay. Right. Um, after that, I have obviously Ao Ash, um, Ao Ashi has finished um, football anime. Um, that season one has just finished, so that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, <laughs> you're into your sports again. That's a great sport anime to watch. If you are starting off and you love sports, definitely watch that. Else that um, gives you the life of a young footballer that wants to make it pro, as most things do. Um, also, I watched Ted Lasso for the first time. Nice. What? Just whole chicken. Season one whole or chicken. all of it? Season one and season two. Okay. I'm, whole chicken. I haven't seen season two yet. Whole effing You still ain't seen season two? Nah, yeah. busy man. Busy man. Bro, I'm busy as well. What, see, whole, a whole effing chicken. I don't care what anyone wants to say. Ted, I, I, I left Ted Lasso for a bit because I didn't think it was great. But after watching like one episode of season one, I was like, ah, crap, I'm hooked. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. It was amazing. Whole chicken for sure. Nice. Don't, and then, don't, you feel, don't you feel that though, sorry, in season two, the characters kind of felt more like um, caricatures of themselves. Like, like there was some extreme flanderization going on like by season two already. That's kind of what I felt. I felt like certain aspects of the characters were kind of emphasized and, do you know what I mean, 
Yes. Just just for the sake of humor, whereas it, it didn't seem as natural as it did in season one to me. I don't know. It depends it depends on the character. Like mm. there were a couple there there were a couple characters that I was just like, you know what? I kinda understand your development. There there were there were a couple. Obviously Nana hasn't seen it, so I'm not gonna mm. spoil it. Um but there was like one or two that I was like, okay, this makes sense. But then there was one character that I was like, you little shit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you little shit. How the hell? I'm like, you you slimy little bastard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, again, the development on some characters made sense, but then obviously, yeah, some were exaggerated just for, for um, comedy. Hmm. And then also, obviously, we're going to talk about the other ones, but then also Cobra Kai. I started watching the latest season. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it as well, yeah. Kind of, kind of, over, the, kind of over the whole the whole thing. And I'm... It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell of what I've been watching. They obviously started up coaching now and... Yeah, life's been good. Nice. All right, send it off to Mayan. Mayan, what you been up to? What you been watching? Well, Michael mentioned Cobra Kai, so I can talk a little bit about that. And like him, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> that's the way they portray, for me anyway, I've, I've done martial arts in the past and stuff like that, but the way they portray um, karate especially is not karate. Um, then it's also the relationship of the past piece to future. So obviously, I, I, what, so what I really like about it was that... Um, it showed Johnny as not the evil character we're led to believe that actually he had his own evils and, you know, from his perspective, um, it could kind of see what happened and stuff like that. So actually I'm team Johnny now. Um, mm. But I, th- I just don't like the over-dramatization of certain things um, where things should just stop. They're sort of like egging it on, letting it continue and stuff like that. Um, all the teachers that Mr. Miyagi uh, told Daniel has just sort of gone out the window, so it's just a whole bunch of I don't know, I don't know what it, I don't know what to call it, but just it's almost like no one grows, no one learns from the past because they repeat the exact same thing that um, they did in the past and all that stuff. So it's annoying. Uh, for that, I'll give it probably a half chicken. Um, it just needs to end. Um, I think they'll still end it on a good note and leave it at that. But if they continue to egg this thing on, I think people just fall off the series and get cancelled. Um, I've also been watching... Let me get my notes up. I've also been watching um, a few anime. Um, I've been continuing with uh, Bleach. So right now I'm on episode um, 219 of my Bleach rewatch. Nice. I know I've only got a few weeks before... Um, Bleach, uh, the Thousand Year War comes Yo, out. It's no, um, it's thousand no, Year it's, War comes out. It's, no, it's not even a few weeks. It's like um, nine days. Well, ten days. Yeah, ten days. So yeah, it comes out in ten days. So um, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be too long to get up to episode three or five, considering the the majority of it is filler. Um, so I should be able to hit that target, no problem, in time to what uh, Bleach, Thousand Year War, Thousand Year Blood War, which comes out eleventh October. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you so, <laughs> I'm on like episode forty-two, mate. Like, um, I'll get to I'll get into that when I get to my week. All right. Um, Black Summoner has ended. Um, so episode twelve is the final episode of Black Summoner. I give it a half chicken. Um, 
So characters wise, main characters likable, the um supporting characters are likable, but the story overall doesn't grip me too much, so it gets a I guess a half chicken for me. Um Engage Kiss, episode thirteen, um that's the final episode. I give that a half chicken as well. It's a good series, uh just how it plays on the sort of memory loss of the main character when he kisses the demon for um you know, for her to get stronger. Um, I like I like the relationships in there. Um, they they introduced the characters, the main character's sister, um, which brought in a new dynamic into sort of everything. Um, I'm still envious of the guy with Harem. I mean, yes, right now it's uh, it's three chicks who who like him and whatnot, but um, yeah, overall, I don't think it's a series that will get you engaged. It's not like it's, it's not as engaging as say Berserk, My Hero Academia, that kind of thing. Um, so I'll give it a half chicken. Mm-hmm. Another one that's ended is Classroom of the Neat, uh, season two, episode thirteen. This is a three piece, um, just because of all the mind games that are being played and things like that. So it's a really good series. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to season three, and I I, I can't wait to see what season three brings. Um, next is uh, Yofukashi no Uta. This is the one where it's a guy who wants to be a vampire, but also to be a vampire. Uh, he needs to fall in love with the vampire before he, he transfers to a vampire. Otherwise, he's just a blood bank, basically. Uh, this, is a, this is another three-piece, because it plays more on just the relationship and dramatization aspects of things, rather than actual vampires. Um, and try to be vampires. Like the whole society of vampires in the human world is is slightly different from what we've seen in other um, shows that have vampires in it. Um, so I give that a three piece. Um, there's a new anime that came out recently, um, started last week, called Re- Reincarnated as a Sword. So this is an isekai. Nice. Um, oh, I love an isekai. Rossan does it again, where he kills the main character. The main character gets transported to another world, into a fantasy world, but this time he's reincarnated as a sword. So, as a sword, he is able to levitate himself. He he can, you know, he has free will, so he can go kill whoever he wants um, as a sword. So right now, the, character, the main character is leveling up by killing monsters in a particular area. Um, but this first episode as well, he eventually meets uh, the main character, not the main character, um, a character uh, who is uh, uh, she is a cat like mm, what's I'm looking for? She's she, uh, so she's like a cross between a cat and a human being, basically. But she's also a slave. Um, mm-hmm. I think they tell a bit more detail into that, where um, there's also a, hi- a hierarchy, and um, she is owned by humans. So. Um, she ends up wielding the sword, and the skills are transferable. So all the high-level magic and abilities that a sword has transfers to her. So she ends up being able to defeat a huge-ass two-headed bear creature. Um, but so far, I'm liking it. Um, I won't give it a rating yet, but so far it looks good. It looks like it's going to be a whole load of fun. Um, it's a bit light-hearted. Um, yes, I mentioned that the girls are slow and things like that, but it's light-hearted in the sense that you have funny jokes that happen here and there. Um, the main character uh, is being called Sensei by, by the girl who picks him up. Um, the girls, though, I'd say, maybe 10, 12 years old. Um, so that, again, it brings an interesting dynamic into it. So it's sort of like 
the teacher as well as like a, a protector of her. Um, but yeah, so far I'm enjoying. Nice. Um, so, what else I've been up to? So I've done a whole bunch of rewatches. Uh, first of all, um, I've done the Avatar rewatch. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Lord, let me just um, kind of pull it up real quick for anyone that, for whatever strange reason you have not seen Avatar. Um, the reason why Avatar was added to the list this week, there's not really anything in cinemas that's in a sense, you know, Bloods worthy, and they've obviously re-released Avatar in the cinema. Um, so I thought we kind of called the new one coming out around. I want to say it's around Christmas time. Um, for us to kind of do like a, a retro review on Avatar. Um, so Avatar came out uh, 2009. Um, I apologize to you guys because I did not remember this movie being that long. Like it was daily free. The, the 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 copy I was watching was basically said it was like three hours long. So I must have got some kind of. Well, on IMDb, it's saying two hours, 42 minutes. Uh, same thing. Yeah, but um, apparently, uh, so the synopsis is a, paraplegic, a par- paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon Pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. Uh, directed by James Cameron, uh, written by James Cameron, stars Sam Weathers, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, and a whole host of other characters. Um now when this movie came back it was like the modern day revolution because like correct me if i'm wrong it was like all filmed in imax 3d um it was was definitely 3d yeah it basically like revolutionized 3d in it like there was a whole massive thing about it why it was like so epic in a sense um Mm. (coughs) i think um i think james cameron developed the cameras and the technology for the 3D yeah. that is basically used nowadays for all the 3D yeah. movies. There was a big rush of 3D movies after that. It's kind of calmed down a bit now, but mm. yeah. So yeah, you're, you're right. He did kind of revolutionize the um, 3D element of movies. Yeah. Oh, it's also started uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Stephen Lang and Giovanni Ribis. Um, now, Michelle I can't... I can't remember how old was well, two thousand. I'm struggling to figure, figure out how old I was. What eighteen? Maybe? I was the secondary school for sure. So, sorry, say again. I was the secondary school for sure when it came out. I think I was. When 18, did it come out? Two thousand nine. So how old were we? Two thousand nine. We yeah. was then what? Twenty. Was it twenty? Well, we're born in eighty nine, bro. Oh <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was born in ninety two. So yeah. All right. So we were twenty. Yeah. Um, I think back I then. Like I was younger when I was. Yes, that's that's how I, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, because we were in college. Oh, you're funny. Huh? No way. No. I what well, I was in college because I, I was like I, I my college experience was extended. But either way, I felt like I was a very young person. Yeah, how many years were you kept back, bro? You might have been twenty still. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I I feel like maybe in my much my 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 movie watching maturity. I was still quite young because like when people have come out and made the jokes about unattainium and stuff like that yeah like it never bothered me back then and even watching it again now like I laughed at how ridiculous the name sounded but it honestly just didn't bother me um I still haven't seen Fern Gully so again I still don't have that um reaction that oh, I was just a, a live action Fern Gully um yeah but you've seen Pocahontas right yeah I've seen Pocahontas not in a long time um yeah but 
That's why I, I'm, I'm going to let you lot talk because I didn't rewatch it. I forgot that this was in the assignment. Mm. But um, I never really rated this film that highly. Everyone really got excited about this film. I just thought it was another retelling of, like you said, um, a Pocahontas and all them type of films. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the storyline was pretty basic. It, it was the visuals. That was the, the, the big selling oh, point of this movie. Visuals are and amazing. That's why, that, that's why it's worthy of getting re-released in the cinema because it's worth going to the cinema to watch. But it's not something that I would like re-watch. Do you know what I mean? On a random day, like, oh, I fancy putting Avatar on. I don't think I've ever been back to it mm. since I watched it. I, I, I think you should. Um, for me, I'll, I'll let Martin go, go next year. For me, it, it's, it's still a whole chicken, man. And again, echo what you said, like, this is something you should see in the big screen. Unfortunately, I watched this on my phone uh, just because I was trying to rush through and do some things and babysit. Um, the visuals are fantastic. Like, you know when people are cussing out Disney and like, oh, why Disney, like, showing, using, like, CGI that looks like it comes back from, like, 2002, yeah? I was thinking yourself. <laughs> What's that again? So you yourself. What? When you cuss Disney. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, me, me too, me too. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not guilty of doing that. Um, but yo, the CGI holds up, and it looked really good. And like, I forgot how quickly it gets into it. Like, we get like what five minutes of him in that bar, and then like, boom, we're in Pandora, and like, he's in the, he's in the Avatar, and like, he's going, like, it moves very quickly, man. Um, yeah, my retro review of this year is a whole chicken, and that end battle scene. Oh man, loved it, loved it. Um, I'm probably gonna just before number two comes out, I'm probably gonna watch this again just so that it's super fresh in my head. And uh, yeah, mine. What did you think of it? You probably are as gassed on it as I was watching it again. But let me let me hear your views. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I'm. I probably enjoyed the same amount of time. I appreciated the same amount. Um, better or more stories second time around than the first time around mm -hmm. um like i've said in the past what i like about films is if it's a new film that uh, it doesn't matter if it's broad concepts from here there and everywhere but it's how the story is told um how the plot is driven etc um what's involved in there i know i like I politics religion all that stuff i like that in films so seeing that in this was really was i mean i i enjoyed it because of that um i like First of all, the fauna and the flora, so the animals and the plants that were there and how they interact with everyone else is completely different. I mean, Fern Gully, you don't get that. Um, mm. Dance with wolves, you don't get that. Um, what you do get from those is that, you know, someone who's not from that culture, from that place, is brought in and then has to learn about the culture, learn about the ways of the people and stuff like that. That's probably the, and also try to stop their own side from damaging, destroying the environments that the natives are in right so that's that's the that's the similarity between those other films mm -hmm. can, but, I, can i just jump in quickly just to, to yeah. just what you said so i get what you're saying it, it did bring a lot of new elements to the story i mean you're right just because a story is being retold doesn't mean it can't be good but i feel like the elements that they did take from existing stories was done very on the nose i mean like yeah. unobtainium do you know what I mean? Like very on the nose. Mm. Um, and the stuff that they, they added to it, like all the alien stuff, it, yeah, visually it looked amazing. But would you ride a horse if you had to stick your dick inside it every time? 
<laughs> yeah. which is basically what happens in this film. Like it's weird. Yeah. I, mean, I get that it's alien, but it's like, man, does does James Cameron have some weird fetish going on or something? Like I don't know what's going on but here. Would, would so, again, it's wouldn't it be like if you were Dre and you had one of those like USB sticks that comes out of your hand? It's the same thing there. Yeah, but we're not dreads, bro. But we're in, people, and they're and they're, yeah, they're, but, but they're, they're different from human beings. Exactly, so. they're different. So but, if you're, yeah, they're, they're still, they're still, they're still, they're still living organisms, and regardless of of being an avatar of a human, them as organisms themselves is 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 weird. How their evolutionary line must have gone down. It must be a very kinky oh. evolutionary line. Nah, I think you're just thinking that wrong way. That same oh. dick is used to have sex and to ride a horse. Do you know what I mean? So, I hear you, but they're getting started on the stuff we have with Earth either. So, yeah, yeah. there's a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Like, for example, nails, slugs, being hermaphrodites and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah, how I, they I, deal with... So I it's think, all very, very different. I but that's so. what I like about it because mm. it's a concept that I mean, Ozzy T, you can't wrap your head around as if <laughs> you know you're messing with dick and everything, right? Um, like, uh, it is like it basically is like a USB port, like a biological USB port. Mm. But I actually like that because when it was Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate, all that stuff, right? Um, all different aliens have different abilities, different ways of uh, communicating with each other and whatnot, right? So actually, I did appreciate it. Fair enough, it's like you know you're jacking yourself into into you know different ports and whatnot and use yeah. that same port to um yeah for procreation as well as um syncing yourself with whatever else but i actually enjoyed that mm-hmm. um, in, in, in like the matrix way. yeah in the matrix mm-hmm. yeah if someone started fingering their plug holes everyone would think they're weird yeah but in no. even in the matrix though they had to get jacked in they had Wait. to get that thing plugged into the back of their skull hold on hold on yeah, they had a curry it wasn't it was a wrong sexual do you know what i mean Thomas, <laughs> i guess sorry. it would be Sorry, but you're wrong. They don't put their dick in anything. It's their hair that that, that connects to ride the horses and the yeah. But their it. hair is their dick. No, it's not. It is because that's how they have sex. They twist their hair together. Mm. Oh well. So it's their, it's their genitals. They use their genitals to ride horses and to connect to their tree. Johnny, imagine, if to, imagine if to log into your computer. You had to stick your dick into the yeah, but USB we're store. humans though. We're our species is different. <laughs> yeah, we're not. And, we're not aliens. We're yeah. not. We're not. We're not the nav, no, navy or right. whatever it is. But I think Dati, I think you need to watch it again. I think you have. Uh, I probably do. I think I was a bit too childish the first time I watched this. Yeah, movie. I think you need Even to watch it again. Apparently, I was twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Because that's, that's what I'm saying. But I think for us, though, yeah, well, definitely, definitely for me, though, I matured very late. Do you know what I mean? I, even though I'm quite childish now, but like maturity didn't hit me till quite late. Uh, Martin, uh, what do you rate this? Um, I give it a three piece. So what I like about it is like I like the fauna. I like the way you have different um, animals there that do different things. For example, there's this. Um, rhino looking creeper you know like broad broad horns and whatnot um you can see the interaction between the herd of those animals and then that i guess panther looking uh creature that was obviously a predator and how they interacted with it so that was very nice to see because again it's all about world building um i did a good job with they did, they did a good job with that um the way the village interacts with with um each other and uh jake as an outsider um i thought was was very good um even i mean 
I guess to some extent, even the sort of spirituality of these aliens and stuff like that, I, I, I learned to appreciate it because obviously from human beings, big corporations looking in, they obviously they want something, which is the unobtainium, right? But for these people, it's, it's almost like, you know, there's a treasure trove of knowledge within this 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 tree right it turns out that actually the trees aren't just the trees that we have on earth they're actually trees that can communicate with each other and this that and the other they have uh, their god awa and all that stuff so i really enjoyed it uh visually it looks stunning mm. story-wise it's very very middling because the story that's told over and over again but now that i like you the it's the visuals i guess the world builder for me that really um elevates it to a three piece otherwise i'll probably give it a half second Oh, mad. Um, what do you call it? So Rod's jumped in the chat. Always nice to have Rod. And he's like, he said, no, they're not. They are linking nervous systems. They never show the full sex. They link to have deeper sexual contact. So there you go. T, I think you should watch this again. And then you have uh, the deeper understand it. Um, Mayan, um, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to get around to see Cyberpunk Endrunners. End it's still on my All list. Right, then. And I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, so I have I have not played any of the Cyberpunk games. So if anyone's played the Cyberpunk games, I say any, but there's, there's literally only one Cyberpunk game. But yeah, so if anyone's played the Cyberpunk game, let me know. However, I really enjoyed Edge Runners. Um, I like the main character, David. Um, he is um, of Hispanic descent. Um, just the whole world was really good. Just the way it's like very, very dystopian. Like I said, someone I'm someone who's never played a game before, so seeing it from the anime point of view where, you know, you have people who are obviously biological, but you can basically upgrade yourself with tech. So um, throughout the show, you see David sort of removing his human parts, installing um, mechanical cybernetic parts, um, being able to do things like, for example, um, it'll swap his biological arm for... Um, a cybernetic one that has in it a friggin' minigun, or um, he'll swap out his lungs, his biological lungs, for mechanical lungs that also help him breathe more efficiently and that kind of thing. Um, Plugging the brains into into um, teaching tools and things like that. Um, yeah, the the whole the, all the side part was very very interesting. Um, the story itself. I, I enjoy the story. Um, I don't think it's an, it's an original one, but basically what happens in the story is that um, David's mother is uh, uh, RMT, um, or uh, basically EMT, sorry, that emergency medical um, person. I think it's also emergency medical team or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, anyway, something tragic happens to her. David is then left up by himself and um, joins the Edge Rudders, who are a bunch of cyberpunks, basically, so, um, throughout our journey, again, I'm not going to try and, I'll try my best not to say everything so, you know, it gives people a chance to watch it, right? But, um, throughout his journeys, you know, he modifies himself here, there, whatever. It turns out that he has a special relationship with, uh, cybernetics, or whatever it is. Um, definitely go watch it for yourself. Um, and even the way the story ends is a good one. It's not some sort of, I guess, a proper happy ending or it's not, it's not ending that's like a happy ending like a fairy tale ending or whatever it is but the whole show if I was to if I was to equate it to something I equate it to probably Invincible the animated Invincible series okay. in terms of what to expect from it 
Um, I give it a three piece. Um, solid world building, and again, again, this is a great way of introducing people to the game itself. Um, just the level of, um, I guess, customization you could do to yourself as a person in that world. Um, again, there's a whole hierarchy involved there, almost like. Um, if anyone's seen Elysium, it's almost like that. It says that you have rich people that live in, you know, in, I guess, the richest part of the town. Either it's Elysium or what's, what's the other one with um, Justin Timberlake where he had, like, it was time. time it's, was money time. That's a sick movie. Oh, my days. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that where you have the rich people living in, you know, all the people in a certain area, all poor people live in a certain area. And people try to basically get about the day. People get, like, the poor, the poor one, like, these people who do basically do drugs to, set that oh like this, the, the whole all of it is really, really good so overall um three piece definitely check it out obviously i don't know if it was a younger listener to our show so i say younger i mean like under 15 but definitely definitely ask permission for your parents to watch this <laughs> but it's nothing it's nothing bad honestly it, it's all i say pg but um if you're a parent who wants to see this anime and what to expect from it, then if you have your kids about definitely watch it beforehand just so you can, you know, talk to them about it or cut out certain scenes and stuff about um, like that. But yeah, overall three piece. Um, I hate it if I watch this. Nice. Nice. Calm. Are you done for your individual stuff? Um, let's see. I, yeah, I'm done. I'm sure people talk at me. Everything that I've seen, I'm sure we'll, we'll go over it. If we haven't, I'll bring it back. So yeah. Um, cool. Over to you, Nana. All right. Uh, actually, let's go Big T. All right. Unless Big T um, stuff is together stuff. Sorry? No, no, I'm here. No, I said unless um, all your stuff is together stuff. All my stuff is together stuff? As the main stuff. Um, let me see. I don't think so. Um, actually, yeah, I think it is. Okay, then let me go first. Um, so mm-hmm. I've had a week off work, so I basically ventured down to Middle Earth. I was in workshop. I was basically like Sheffield area. Uh, went to see my cousin who's moved down there. Um, do you know what? Yeah, it was quite amusing because like, you know, like when you think of like white girls and a certain shit, like in London, the white girls are like quite varied. Like, but in up, up north in a certain shit, like, they're all very copy pasta. Like they all kind of looked exactly the same. Like there was very few variations of like differences between the people. And I was like, raw. When people when people think of like stereotypical white people, yeah, I think they think of more like they imagine the northerners, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that I'm that, not I'm not I'm not saying inbred, <laughs> but in those uh, small villages. Sometimes you don't know who your cousins are, or sometimes you do and you don't care. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, 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 it just—it was just like an observation. I mean, I was like, "Raw, like a lot of these people look bare and like, like there's very little variation." Where like in London, like obviously there's bare people anyway, but like there's a lot more very people. Like I felt like I was surrounded by NPCs. And then um, I did the school run a couple of times, and again it was just like they all just kind of look the same. And then like you know, I, I I took my my little cousin to um football practice, and like, it was like my first time experience. Like I was a little bit disappointed, yeah, because like you know you hear like the soccer mums and stuff like that, yeah. But like for me, that feels like such a, like a a more American thing, in it because like you know like with sports, especially football, is like uh, very like male dominated. 
I expect to like see like a lot of the dads take their kids to the football and like stand about and watch the, and watch their their sons run around and play football. But it was literally like ninety percent mums and like literally I think there was like three other dudes. It was me and then two uh, two other dads. I was just like I was a little bit disappointed. I was expecting you know to see a lot more guys cheering their their kids on. Um, you know, nah, man, we got work to do, man. Men that, have to provide. That, 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 yeah, but it was it was, was an evening practice, though. Like, I think the practice side that maybe it was either six or seven. Do you know what I mean? But again, it was just another strange observation that I made. I was just like, hmm, interesting. Um, and again, I like I was only there for for one soccer practice, but you know, I got a chat speaking to some of the mums, and um, you know, you know, um, it was quite amusing because like my cousin. It's probably going to be like the most athletic there, and it's like, well, you know, he's the black kid, so you expect him to be the most athletic. But like, he is like, even though I think it's like under six, isn't it? Six and under. Even though that that age, that that young age group here, you can tell Lisa Bond that he's probably going to be more athletic than all of them. Uh, he wasn't, and what made me laugh as well, the tiniest kid there, the shortest kid there, was probably the best technically, uh, technically. Um, so that's pretty cool to see, and then. Um, yeah, it was nice to get out of London, kind of like refresh my um, batteries in a sense. Um, had a nice little week off. Uh, couldn't get to as much adult content because I was in a sense babysitting as well. Um, so I didn't get to watch the, the, uh, the Dharma, what we get, the documentary, but we're going to get into that. Um, I, you know, been watching what we usually watch week to week. Um, so She Hulk episode six, I gave that a half chicken. Um, she Hulk episode seven. Um, I just put it's a trap because literally from the moment episode six ended to episode seven started, I was just like, "This was it, Jonathan." I was like, "This Jonathan guy won something. It's a trap." Like I didn't know when where it was gonna go and how soon it was gonna be revealed. And I was a little bit disappointed they revealed at the end of episode seven. I I would have liked it to maybe a stronger stronger along uh, maybe another episode or two. Um, but that episode as I don't think there was any action in that episode, but I enjoyed it more than I did episode six. Uh, I'll give episode seven a free piece. Uh, mine. What are your thoughts on She-Hulk episode six or seven? Um, yeah, I like I liked it. Um, I can't for episode six or seven. I think it's just a different. It's just a change in pace, really. Um, because episode seven that was where she went to basically therapy, right? Yeah, with um uh, yeah. the Blancy character. So, I mean, I like it because it's one of those things that I, think, I guess it, if it flings um, She-Hawk into modern society where, you know, people do go to therapy, people do need therapy. Um, you know, obviously her liking this guy, this guy goes to her. Obviously, if, she, um, if you don't have friends around you, people around you telling you, you know, sort of like maybe advising you or things here and there. Maybe you do get lost in of that. You do need people to say, you know, just unplug from the world, um, focus on yourself and that kind of support. So I kind of like this episode. Mm. Um, what would you rate I did it? Predict, Sorry. Um, I, predict, I did predict, um, before I watched it, I predicted that this guy who she was seeing was not who he appeared to be. So uh, the end of the episode confirmed what I thought. Um, I give it. I give it a half chicken because it's not like anything profound happened, but it's still you know pretty much lighthearted for the majority of the of the um, episode. 
So that's 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 my take on it. Okay. Mine? I'm not mine. My car. Right. Um Right, right, right. So She Hulk has kind of been slightly annoying. Don't get me wrong. I know it's not I know it's not a superhero movie. I know it's not a superhero show. So that I've taken out of it. But it's just awfully predictable. Mm. It's awfully predictable and it's kind of it's kind of annoying. Um, but then there are things that happen in the show. You're just like, why? You have to ask the question like, why? Why? Why have you done this? Because it doesn't help develop her character in any way, shape, or form. Um, to me, it doesn't. I don't think it does. It just a waste of time. Um, but I do like the addition. Obviously, when they break the fourth wall, like obviously I haven't been off for a while, so I'm going to talk about the other episode. But when she does break the fourth wall. It's kind of unnecessary. Their fourth wall breaks aren't really like telling us anything that we don't know. Yeah, Tom, Thomas has yeah. the same problem with it as well. He said that in his episodes. It's yeah, it's pointless. And obviously, like there is a rumor going around that apparently her assistant isn't who she actually is. Her assistant actually is some like some sort of witch. Oh, because not, obviously not that rumor. So you, so, no, when they're searching, they're, I think it's when she's at the wedding, and they find a website that's obviously casting out dissing She Hulk and everything like that. That apparently there's a moment in there where she literally looks directly into the camera and then obviously goes back into character. Fair yeah. enough. So apparently, so, apparently, according to them, some people, that that is that she's not who she says she is. Mm. But. I don't know. She Hulk's it's not bad for something to have on in the background, but I, I'm not taking the character too seriously because, again, I understand it's not a superhero, but they made the Gen character so lame. All right. So, what's your rating yeah. of it so far? Half. Half chicken. Okay, that's I'm not. not that's not dreadful. That's not a decent result. Be middle of the road. All right, Big T. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd still say it's on a half chicken. Uh, I think I feel like it's been coasting on a half chicken for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two episodes, so six and seven, six was all right. That was the wedding episode. Um, I'm on the fence about the whole breaking the fourth wall thing. At times, like Michael said, this is unnecessary and it's not very funny. Um, but apart from when Jen is talking directly to us. I feel like some of the aspects of the, like, the meta aspects of it are quite cool. Like, in, um, I think it might have been episode five, when there was the thing about Titania owning the name She-Hulk, and then in the opening title card, it said She-Hulk by Titania. And then something similar happened in episode six. She was like, oh, I'm going to go to the wedding, but I'm going to be just Jen. Like, I'm not going to be She-Hulk, I'm going to be just Jen. And in the opening title card, instead of saying She-Hulk, it said just Jen. Mm. So stuff like that is, I don't know, it's quirky, I guess. I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. Episode six was okay. I like, the, I, I like, okay, one thing I like about this show is that more than any other Marvel MCU product, I feel like this show is giving me the feeling that, like, the world is inhabited by super-powered people. 
Okay, so for me, that's a bit of a problem because it's kind of sprung out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like it, it, it has, but if you, but also, it's kind of been subtly hinted at in the background of the movies, like having Asgard be part of Earth now. Do you know what I mean? And just, I, I feel like in the background, the, I don't know that. I get what you're saying. It does kind of seem like it's sprung out of nowhere, but then at the same time, um, Nick Fury, way back at the end of Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, said, you're not the first superpowered being, or you're not the first superhero or whatever. Like, you've just joined a much bigger universe. And I feel like, although we've got, like, so many Marvel characters now, mm. it's like they're all the main characters of their product their movie or show or whatever yeah but this movie this show more than anything else has kind of filled the world it's kind of fulfilled that promise in a way like it's showing you know actually this world is just full of even just random people and um they've they've taken some kind of like obscure characters like mr immortal and he's nothing like he's in the comics but so they've done their own thing with it, but just things like that, like Mister Immortal, and then in in, in, in um, the episode seven, you got like Man Ball, um, do you know what I mean, and, and all those other the, the Matador looking guy and Wrecking Crew, do you know what I mean? So yeah. all, all, all of that stuff, I feel like it it's it makes it feel more like something like um, I don't know, like the boys or like. Do you know what I mean? Like Invincible, those yeah. type of things. You know I mean, where powers are just kind of becoming common now. Mm, okay. I, I kind of like that. I don't know. I um, think it's more because we are moving on to seeing the X-Men and other, other, other characters like that as well. So mm, it's very exactly. much the case that I think for the most part, the world has already repopulated all these superheroes or all these powered beings. It's just that, I guess, for, I guess for the MCU in general... These people have been hidden away for whatever reason. Yeah. Theories of that Professor X but, um, had something to do with it, or after One Division and um, her thing, maybe that was the case, or the multiverse and all that stuff. Um, maybe the reason why people why we didn't see so many until more recently. Uh, but I like it because well. the MCU, we're going to have loads of people with super superpowers anyway. I mean, you really have to look at Black Widow. Black Widow had um, her father, who um, I can't remember the guy's name. Captain um, Russia. That's the one. Captain <laughs> uh, Russia. I don't know if that's, that's exactly nah, the name. Yeah, either way, Guardian does it. Um, but yeah, he's there with super, with you know he's a superpower being and stuff like that as well. At least that it hard's being. Um, you have the Eternals. Um, you know, you have Celestials as well. You've had the um, in Captain Marvel. We had the um, Scrolls. So you have all sorts of stuff that's playing into it. So I think, like I said before, I think with She-Hulk, it's not so much it's going to be anything spectacular happening, but I think it just it's it's one that is supposed to introduce new characters um, or just expand on the, on the universe already. That's what I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Because again, you got to think they've got agents, Marvel agents, Shield, and again, like in a sense, in that that's where a lot of these super human people come came about more. And that's Marvel agents of Shield was canon to the MCU for for a very very long time. Mm. So if they are bringing Marvel agents of Shield back into it, 
then again, eventually we're going to get Ghost Rider at some point anyway. Okay. But yeah, that was, that was always... And then you've got Inhuman. You've got Inhuman as well. The fact that they brought back um, Deadbolt. Is that his name? Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Black Bolt. The fact that they brought Black Bolt is his character. Yeah, but the fact that they brought in Black Bolt, again, when we, we, we mentioned it before, on Endgame? No, not Endgame. Infinity War. When he snapped... Everything changed, and then obviously with Doctor with Doctor Strange and that multiverse madness, there's a lot that could have happened during those periods that they haven't shown us yet. So it works. It's just if they don't overdo it. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I like I like that kind of little aspect of the show. Um, again, the, like like Martin saying, the show is nothing special. It's a, it's a half chicken. Everyone kind of has their own opinion on it. Some people are going on like it's the great, have literally said it's the best or top three MCU shows. Nah, they're on drugs. They're on drugs. They're clearly on drugs. Yeah, they're, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, there's, they're, I don't know, each to their own, isn't it? But I, mm. me personally, I think it's okay. It's not boring, it's not exciting, it's, it's just cool. there they're to quick, have one. They're, they're quick cool. episodes, you know what I mean? They're like, Quick thirty minutes, bit of humor, yeah. bit. Of, do you know what I mean? It's all right. It's been too. I think, all right. I think it's it, it's it's getting into itself as well. I know it's going to finish soon. I don't know how many more episodes we've got left. I think we might even just have two left. Um, but I think it's it's or maybe I've grown comfortable with it because to me that episode seven was the most entertaining one for me so far at the retreat with the rehabilitated villains. And um, even like it even had the most kind of character uh, storyline to it, where Jen really was kind of like getting to grips with accepting herself and loving herself. And you know what I mean, by the end, it felt like she'd been through an emotional kind of revelation, uh, and that I think has been kind of missing from the show as well. There's no real drama, and I know it's meant to be a comedy. Mm. But it's not even the funniest comedy. Let's be honest; it's not that funny. Nah. Um, but even comedies have elements of drama to it, and sometimes that makes things even funnier. But um, but yeah, that 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 guy at the end, like you said, I think his name was Josh. Um, I thought the Jonathan guy that she was on a date with. Wrong. Yeah, uh, that was that was so obvious what was coming. Um, and I don't know who this guy is though, because it, it, it said Hulk King or Hot. And I always said Hulkling, so I was like, "Oh shit, they're bringing Hulkling into it." But that don't really make sense. But unless they kind of change up his character a lot, but yeah, I don't know who this Hulkling is. And also, did he get her blood in yeah. that text at the end? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He must have something. So he got her blood, didn't it? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe like yeah, that's maybe that's how, how Hulkling becomes. Because I'm sure Hulkling isn't Hulkling supposed to be an Asian character anyway? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it's him. But then he wouldn't be. Was he Hulk King or was he texting Hulk King? He was texting Hulk King. That's what I. That's what yeah, I that's understand. What I'm so he wouldn't. He wouldn't be texting himself. Mm. But maybe Hulk King is someone else, and this Josh guy ends up being Hulkling because, like, like uh, mine said, he is an Asian um, character. But it would be weird though because in the comics, Hulkling ends up with Wiccan. 
they're like they're gay and i think they get married mm. but in the mcu if that is who hulkling's gonna be he's a grown man and wiccan is a little boy maybe they'll age him up so it's not as uh so it's not it's not a crime you know what i mean yeah he did age up quite quickly within one division he is some imaginary child so age is just is nothing really he's gonna be whatever age Mm. but yeah all right is that that it on shooks yeah they've just given up on post-credit scenes as well yeah i was yeah what's going on with that that's another just like weird little span on well, yeah, there's nothing much for She-Hulk. At the end of the season, maybe. But I don't really yeah, think there's She-Hulk, much. She-Hulk haven't been using end credit scenes the way the MCU usually does. They've been using it kind of more like Rick and Morty or just like a jokes. They're like little funny stingers at the end. But they just randomly just decided to stop. Like, with no explanation or no kind of rhyme or reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really mad at that, to be fair. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It's just signs that they've done it just i think to me it just shows maybe the the kind of lack of i don't know organization behind the scenes of this show like if if i was running the show and someone would be like all right the first three episodes are gonna have end credit scenes and then we're just gonna stop i'll be like but why, why? Like, that's yeah. weird <laughs> do you mm. know what i mean but, yeah, yeah. weird yeah um, yeah, that's so that's it for She Hulk. Uh, I'm gonna be very quick on Rick and Morty. Uh, episodes three and four have dropped. Um, I'm giving them both a free piece. Uh, I did like um, four a little bit better. Um, four was the Knight family. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed four a little bit more. I thought the concept was quite interesting. Um, Rick and you know, like you've got a certain level of expectation of Rick and Morty, and like they're me in it do you know what i mean and yeah. you know if the whole season carries on maybe one or two episodes might be like whole chickens but if those one or two episodes that are whole chickens are that amazing it will bring the whole season up um yeah. especially like i think for me because like rick and Morty watch it week to week once it's all done and i can kind of like watch it again like my enjoyment of the season normally goes up rather than goes down um but for me uh it's like a free piece uh, Big T, you're a big, massive Rick and Morty fan. What have you thought so far, episodes three or four? Yeah, the whole season so far for me has been a whole chicken. Three and four as well, been whole chicken. Um, episode three, like you said, I like the sci-fi concepts that they come up with and then throw their like their own kind of spin on it, which is really cool. So episode four, like the Knight family, kind of gave me like us kind of vibes. Yeah, I got that. Which was quite cool. Um, I liked as well that true to the horror genre, the Knight family won in the end. So, like, usually, I've always said, man, haven't I? Like, a, a, a good horror story needs to end in tragedy. Like, the, mm. the, the good guy shouldn't win. Everyone needs to die and the villains win. That's that's a good horror story to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it. And the then the end of was hilarious. This is funny. I mean, like, can we just, can we just, like, like, can we just admit that when you see Rick, right? Rick has probably the most stubborn guy ever. He just hates to be wrong. He hates to, like, give up or not even give up, but surrender to anyone, right? So even when it was like, all right, this is your ultimatum, all you have to do is this very, very simple task. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Mm. And he was like, you stopped the aftermath of it. You were like, 
bro, it was so simple, and you you made it such a big deal. And then mm. the end of it was—I mean, the end was also hilarious. But it was, it was almost like, well, it's everyday things, everyday things that we have to deal with that actually stops the stops the. Um, Mike family, so I thought that was hilarious. That's just genius, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very clever how they can take a sci-fi concept uh, and just run with it and just make it nuts. Like, um, I, I liked towards the end there was like that chase, that car chase, and then fight scene at the end where like it, every character is getting knocked out, falling unconscious, being like put to sleep waking up do you know what i mean and as they fall asleep or wake up they're turning between the good and the bad so like mm, one minute yeah. they'll be fighting someone and then they'll get turned bad and then they'll be do you know what i mean i thought that was a, that, that was very well um choreographed very well very well done i thought that was that was amazing well, that was cool and like you said with the whole um uh rick how stubborn he is I thought it was hilarious as well that rather than even before the end when he was like when he got turned into one of the night people for the for the, for the last time when it was like oh they've destroyed all the dishes again rather than be like all right fine I'll just rinse it like they didn't even be asking to clean it just rinse it so it's easier to clean later he goes to space to some giant planet calls in a favor with this guy has make some like Thor's hammer style like indestructible plates <laughs> machine just to make indestructible dishes. Like he'll go through that much effort just to avoid putting in a small amount of effort if it means he has to admit like he's wrong or do you know what I mean or has mm. to go against what he wants. So I, I thought that was funny, man. It was really good. Yeah. Don't blame him. Michael, if you're the most if you're, if you're the most powerful and strong, if you're the smartest man in the world. Would you ever allow yourself to be wrong? Probably not. That's nah, the thing. Or, never, or, or you may be wrong because he was hella wrong. But, but yeah, nah, just because I'm wrong doesn't mean I'm going to admit it. So I'm going to go do the long thing and not admit it. And it's not even... Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's necessarily exactly. of right and wrong. Maybe morally it is. But for him, it's more him sticking by his principles, yeah? The point of that machine is that it gets you to do things at night that you don't want to do during the day. So why would I start doing things during the day to help out the people at night? They're the ones that are meant to do the shit. Like, I'm not meant to be helping you. Mm. You're meant to just be doing the shit that I don't want to do, innit? Yeah. And that's why he's sticking by that to the point where he don't even just want to rinse the dishes. Like, and that, That's what makes him funny, man. Just, that makes sense. He man. has these such, petty, these such petty little things that he just doesn't let go. Mm. All right, My, Michael, what's your rating of Rick and Morty so far? So, bad, I forgot that there was more episodes. I've only watched episode two and three. But so far, it's, again, it's amazing. Um, Rick and Morty has always been outstanding, and I cannot complain one bit about it. Yeah, okay. Um, this is probably like, like you said as well, Nana, it, if you go back and watch old episodes, yeah, they actually... Well, me personally, like you, like you said as well, I enjoyed them more. I remember maybe when, I can't remember if it was season four or five, but I remember when it first came out and I watched it, I was like, man, it's it's good, but Rick and Morty, it's not the Rick and Morty we know. Like, it's kind of dipped in quality. Mm. But going back and watching old episodes, which I've, I've been doing recently, I went on a binge the other night and just watched bare random episodes from, 
from different seasons and they all hold up they're all really good nice so yeah do yourself a favor and go back and watch some old episodes as well because it's worth it calm uh probably the only thing that i watched uh, last week uh is fate the wing saga now this is like a teen drama yeah but like i have had so much fun watching this um it's so entertaining, man. And, like, I really do hope Netflix gives us a season three. Um, because, obviously, I'm even... Like, okay. While I was watching this there, this is one of the things I thought. How pissed off must you be, yeah, when, like, there are better shows on Netflix out there um, that, you know, people have loved and, like, you know, ha- have, like, gone to, like, get critical acclaim or, like, we've rated them as whole chickens and like Netflix is just like nah we're not renewing that and then you've got something like the fate the wink saga and dogs in space which you know I might be of uh, of the minority that thinks it's really good but that's getting a season two and you're not so that was one of the things that I thought was like how pissed must you be to actually do a good show and not get renewed um it's a fun show man like it's it's a teen draw, but like I'm not a teen in it, and I'm really having fun of it. And I like, you know, uh, for me, it gets a solid three piece. Um, I know for I would enjoy it because um, it's based it's based off like the cartoons, no, or the little toys. Yeah, and it's just so it's so it's so good, man. Uh, I would I would check it out. Uh, the next thing is Dogs in Space uh, season two. Um, again, just a funny little thing that I throw in the background uh, the previous week. I get our half chicken. Um, now, I honestly thought the Woman King would be out officially for us over here in the UK by now, but I don't think it is. Um, I would. Oh, it's out this week. It's out next week. Alright, so I'm, yeah. you know, was anyone else able to watch this other than me? I'm watching it next, I'm watching it on Wednesday. You're watching it on Wednesday? Alright, I, I got, I went to an advanced screening, um, on like the 20th, and, and I watched it. Um, I quite enjoyed it, I gave it a free piece. For me, what was lacking that I couldn't give it a whole chicken is I needed like an, an epic, something epic to happen in one of the fight scenes. Um, or one of the, like the epic battle scenes in a sense like there was cool moments but there was nothing like holy shit that was sick like there was one little scene that I was like okay that's pretty cool but there was nothing like like John Wickworthy or do you know what I mean there was not that like holy shit like I'm, I'm jumping off my seat or my, my jaws dropping it needed that element Um, they have slightly revised history a little bit um, for some of the things like yeah, slightly. All right, they slightly. Re- they they revise his no because they touch upon certain things in it, but they kind of like sweep it under the carpet. Um, if it's out next okay. week, I will. Well, you haven't seen it, have you? No, but I know the history, and I want to know. I, I just want to know your. I just want to know your aspect on how everything. So the the Ago the, the is it Ago G the Ago G. And the yeah. nation, of, and the nation of um, I can't remember what the name of the nation is. Yeah, but basically, from my understanding, they traded slaves. They they profited and became who they were of trading slaves slaves um from like civil rights wars and stuff and that. It was only towards the back end that they t- kind of turn around and be like, mm, we're not gonna do this no more. But they were prevalent in doing so. They they decided. Alright, so that is true, but in the actual history, 
it turned out when slavery got abolished in most places they were the only try they were the only people to be like no we're still doing it yeah and it wasn't until obviously like the europeans had to come over and fight them to stop it yeah um but there's a, yeah. then again revision like and the thing is yeah a lot of people have been given a shit for that yeah but it doesn't say this is based on a true story like this is it fiction does. it doesn't it says no it's based on the true story it says it's based on the true story does it i don't remember that come up on the screen you know yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I'm after watching again. It then is, it is based on true events. Wait, again, then they 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 have definitely taken some exceptional liberties in the storytelling. Um, but the action is good. Um, Viola Davis. I'm saying no. Am I, I'm saying the right person. Yes, Viola Davis. Um, she's awesome in it. You can tell that um, they banged out. You know the gym. They 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 put in the work. Um, Sammy Radar. Um, I can't remember what her real name is. Um, met her at Comic Con a couple of years ago. Um, check out her Instagram. She's in the movie. Um, you know I'm glad that like she's now starting to get put on the big screen stuff. Uh, she was also one of the um the black is it the Black Widows? No. Uh, well, well, yeah, the Black Widows. Yeah, she was one of the Black Widows and Black Widow. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, she was one of the Black Widows. Uh, I can't, don't think she got that much screen time, but she was definitely in that movie as well. Um, so yeah, props to her, and hopefully she uh, is in many more things. I it'll be curious to see if she's at Comic Con this year, um, because she might now be busy filming something else. Um, but again, I enjoyed it for what it was. I gave it a free piece. Um, it was very interesting. Um, yeah. So next up, uh, Rings of Power. Oh my days! Episode five was cool, yeah, but episode six, <laughs> episode six was a madness. I not like. I still think I'm gonna enjoy um, House of the Dragon um, more. I've I'm waiting for like Rings of Power to finish before I jump on House of the Dragon because there's literally too much for me to handle right now. Um, but episode six, man, I. I, I, I can see why the show is a billion. Like, they put most of their money in this battle scene in episode 6, man. Am I the only one that's still up to date on Rings of Power? I'm up to date. I'm up to You're date. I watched it last I'm night. I'm up to date as well. Yeah. Last night. Okay, let, you know, let me I'm hear... Last night. Let me Let me hear uh, Micah's thoughts first, because I've, I've, I've heard mine's. I want to hear what Micah's got to say on Rings of Power first. Okay, so, Rings of Power. Um... Obviously, they've condensed a lot of things into the first season, and the storyline doesn't fit with the book, so that I've taken out of the context. Mm. It's great. The visual effects, absolutely fantastic, but some of the characters are frustrating. So, obviously, according to... The, according, It's great, but according to the books, Galadriel is not so what's the word I'm looking for? Annoying. Um, she isn't so pushy as well and she isn't so gullible to most things. Um, so, and, yeah. So, that, that, that I can go off, but the fight scenes are fantastic. Um, obviously, when you find out who Adar is um, in season f- so four, I believe it is, that you find out who Adar is because apparently Soren is nowhere to be seen. It's good, but frustrating bit. So, 
watch episode six. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched it yet, you've had a full-on week. Um, no, two days. That's a lie. Um, but the final scene, the final scene of episode six, yeah, when they finally captured my man, when they, where she catches him, yeah, mm. I'm sitting there. I'm like, check the damn thing, bro. Check just... the damn thing. Do you know what? Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. Do you know what? Yeah. I was so enthralled by the action, I didn't even think to think they might do a switcheroo. Yeah, I, I didn't even think. So when they when they showed it, I was like, holy shit! Like I was losing my mind. I was like, they fooled me. They like they 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 fooled me. I was and the thing is, yeah, they telegraphed it. Like they made it obvious that they were gonna do it, but I still just I would just focus on the explosions and everything else. I was, I nah, they 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 suckered me. They suckered me. I I was I I was a sucker. I was a sucker. Not me, not me. They didn't fool me because as soon as he came out of the tavern, <laughs> and then he spoke to the um, the old white man. He spoke to the old white man. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then before anything happened, I literally said, I literally said to Athena, I was like, I guarantee uh, Matt, the old white man's got the got the damn thing. Mm. Guarantee he's got it. And I'm like, I guarantee they're gonna show a scene of him putting the sword in to activate something. And Lord behold, <laughs> Lord, all you see is my man putting. It. I was just like, come on. All right, so what's what's your rating of this so far? Oh, it's definitely a free piece. Okay. Oh, cool. without a doubt, hands hands down, okay. hands down, a free piece. I'm not giving it a whole chicken because there's been parts of it that's been just overly predictable. Okay, cool. All right, Martin, I need I, I need to coach Martin. You know, force a habit, <laughs> Martin. Martin. <laughs> Um, so I I got confused. So I've seen House of Dragon, not Rings of Power. So oh, um, all right, Big T, you're not on Rings of Power. Are you? You're focused on House of the Dragon. No, I'm watching both. I'm up to date on both. All right. So what 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 you thought on, on episode five and six? Mainly six, because that was like the latest one. Yeah, um, yeah, they were good. I'm I'm still on a free piece mm. for the whole show. Um, I feel like again, it's maintaining that level for me. Um, the visuals are amazing. Uh, the fight choreography is, is, is really good. Um, but me personally, um, one second, one second, sorry, one second. Let me just... You're going to say you personally, you don't like the whole orcs and fantasy element. You're more of a, um, you're more of a low, because uh, you're, you're, you're more low fantasy. Cause I think rings of, someone explained this to me and I've, I always butcher this wrong. You, I think you like the low fantasy. You like the 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 grittiness of a Game of Thrones, and then not the you know the machine of a Rings of Power. Yeah, I I kind of do. I, I, I out of the two of them, I am still preferring um, House of the Dragons. Mm. Um, but this is good. This is. I feel like the main the the, the, the out of all the storylines that are going on, the ones that I'm actually invested in the most mm. uh surprisingly like i don't give a shit about the hobbits and that was i don't give a shit about that i don't give a shit about the black elf and his girlfriend don't <laughs> care about that i'm invested in funnily enough the friendship between the elf and the dwarf mm. that shit you know that's got me invested boy because like they're the ones that are digging they found the mithril so i mean like he's He's been sent on a mission, but he doesn't even fully know what his mission is. He's they've got this good friendship. Like it's very like I'm invested in that. Um, and and the other story I do like the um, what's that city? Numenos. Numenos. Numenor. Numenor. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm into that story as well with like that the human king that don't want to be king and Galadriel is she's on a hike. Like I like all that stuff. And I Galadriel, Galadriel got me. Is still though. Is yeah. every time I see him on screen, I'm like, you're you're the prick. You're the prick that's gonna do it. Like you're the prick that's gonna do it. You're gonna fuck everything up. You were right there in the mountain and could have chucked the ring in and you didn't do it. You're a prick. Mm. And there's even like there's even like little foreshadowing things like um I think in episode five one of his mates says something to him like, Oh, one day I hope you find something you'll you'll be willing to sacrifice everything for. And I was like, Oh shit boy, it definitely <laughs> does, but you <laughs> ain't what you wanted, mate. Like you should mm. So it is it, it's, it's cool to see that aspect of it. I like how the orcs are simultaneously they've been made to in my opinion, they seem a lot tougher, a lot stronger, a lot more menacing yeah. again. But then yeah. at the same time, by episode six, by the end of episode six, I think I'm on their side, you know. <laughs> I think I'm on their side. Because at the beginning of this show, it kind of revealed that the elves are the colonizers of, of Middle Earth. And in yeah, episode six, the orc, what's his name? The, the father or whatever... He gives yeah. some speech about how we've been released from our shackles and we will not die as nameless slaves in faraway lands, but brothers in our own home. I'm like, shit, like, is that how it was in Middle Earth? Like, well, I, I, well, am I on their side? So, so from my understanding, yeah, this Morgul character created the Orcs for the purpose of them battling to take over Middle Earth. And the elves mm. came over to, and saved Middle Earth and brought peace to Middle Earth. Because if not, the tyrant of Morgoth would have spread across the entire um, world. So okay. Mor- Morgoth, as far as I understand it, Morgoth was basically Hitler. And then when yeah. when he died, Sauron became Hitler. Yeah, okay, yeah, basically. So, yeah, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. you kind of start to feel for the orcs, but I think still the orcs are the bad guys. Ah, yeah, like, you do. Like, they definitely so, so in in the show than they have before. Mm. Yeah, but have you? Would you not think about the rumors? Yeah, that apparently, all right, that that wizard is meant to be Sauron. Yeah, we've heard that. He's, he's, there's, there's rumors that he's either Sauron or he's Gandalf, or he yeah, might be. One of, Gandalf. Or he might be one of the other blue or grey wizards that got sent down to Earth. Uh, sent down to Middle Earth um, that, you know, maybe die. Cause I think Gandalf, and again, I'm basing this off stuff. I've been listening to um, PCL's Ring of Power. They've been doing like a whole separate episode where they fully break down uh, the episodes and them guys know a lot more about Middle Earth than I do. And so I'm kind of spitting their, their, their stuff here. But supposedly Gandalf appeared in like the third age and we are currently... Um, the timeline that we're currently in is the second age. So the timelines kind of don't match up. Mm. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, we could all be wrong and it could be Gandalf. It could be Sauron. Um, one of the rumors out there is that uh, Hal- Hal- Halberd, ha- the the guy that is named King, that he saw Sauron in his like, fair form because Sauron's a shapeshifter. So again, you know... Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get that review at the end of se- um, episode 8 uh, who knows mm. but I'm really enjoying it um, anything else before I let Martin and Thomas go to House of Dragon I'll do House of Dragon too uh, and Michael alright uh, Big T take the lead on House of Dragon 
Um, I uh, yeah, House of the Dragon. I think the episodes we've got to catch up on are five and six as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, House of the Dragon. I, again, I've, I've been loving this show. Uh, it's, it's a whole chicken for me. Every episode just adds to the drama. It doesn't have the fight scenes or the shininess of Rings of Power, but that's kind of why I like it more. Like it's grittier, it's dirty. They like they swear and they cuss and it's gory. There's blood and violence, and um, the fight scenes are more realistic in that sense, which which makes there be more. It makes it more tense, makes it more drama. Because okay, in episode in the, in the, in the most recent episode of Rings of Power, yeah, it was entertaining. The battle was good. Uh, I know. Ace, again, I know you was probably making some noises and screaming and jumping up and down when the Black Elf was doing backflips and fighting that hench guy. Yeah. Like, the fights are good. But um, what it is, yeah, that most recent episode, when I say, like, there's no drama, and I think someone else said it's pretty predictable, in that whole final battle, nobody important died. No one died. If this was a Game of Thrones episode, yeah, like at least I don't know, some of them would have died. You know what I mean? This this gave me the vibes, yeah, episode of um, do you know in the last season of Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. when it was the final battle in Winterfell against the White Walkers, and it's like this is it. This is meant to be the big final epic battle, like. Do you know what I mean? People throughout this show have been dying left, right, and center. So, like, I don't know what the fuck's about to go down here. No one died. <laughs> Everyone survived. They got killed off like it was easy. And then that's what happened in this episode of Rings of Power. No one died. There were so many moments where someone should have died, and then they didn't. And I kept thinking, like, well, it feels like you keep, like, it's a cop-out. Like, comparing this to something like Game of Thrones or um, House of the Dragon, everyone's head is on a chopping block. You don't know who could go at any moment, whereas I don't feel like that is there in Rings of Power. Okay. You're meant to be talking about House of Dragon. Yeah, not, not, not Rings of Power. Okay. Yeah, but, but I, I bring it up as a comparison, yeah, okay. because in House of the Dragon, like I'm saying, it's, it's less predictable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And... It's not really about the fight scene. It's not really about the the shininess. It's about the um, the politics. Do you know what I mean? The backstabbing and within these what five episodes, six episodes, we we've, we've got so much backstabbing, so much different motivations and uh, backgrounds and reasons for what they do and different like um, allies and enemies. It, it's so complex but but seems like it it is so effortless like the writing of this is really good so for example episode five yeah and just to talk about how good the writing is now martin and michael you've seen it isn't it you're up to date yeah yeah i'm up to date Uh, in episode five they kept having conversations yeah where like information was passed from one character to another but they weren't actually talking about what they was trying to Say, say, yeah. you know what I mean? Like um, when um, the 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 son of the new hand of the of the king, yes, when he was telling the queen, ah, the princess must have been sick. Do you know what I mean? Because they sent medicine down to her. Da 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 da. 
I, I, again, you're not sure. Does he know that it wasn't just medicine? It was like some birth control thing, or is he actually just like naive and he's just talking? And but the queen is receiving it. She knows what that medicine really was. Do you know what I mean? So it's like information gets passed where they're not talking about what they're actually trying to talk about, but. Do you know what I mean? It's so it is so well written. Like, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like there was another one. Um, oh, I can't really get into it because Ace, you ain't seen. It. I don't want to spoil things for you. Mm. Are you gonna watch it? Are you gonna? Watch yeah, it? I'm gonna watch it. But right now, my focus has been on again with the two shows. Right now, my focus is on Rings of Power. Um, I I he probably, no, he probably will I no longer have the free time that I once did to watch everything and try and keep up with everything do you know what i mean so i will get to yeah. it it's not like i'm not going to watch it like i'm a massive game of friends uh, man uh, well uh, you, you get my point about the writing anyway i'm not going to get yeah. too much more um what i will say as well though again I've, I've brought this up about the spoiler that joffrey drops in game of thrones but again knowing where a certain character goes is actually making this show more delicious it's actually making it more delicious because every opportunity this character has to maybe go down a different path or do something different to where we know they're going, it just makes it so much more tragic when they don't take the option. So, uh, again, I'm kind of enjoying that. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's a whole chicken. I I've been loving this show. Right, Martin? I'll pass it on to you. So. Um, I give the show overall whole chicken. Whole chicken. Episode 6 was... Again, it's probably a whole chicken for me. Um, maybe it's maybe a three piece at, at least. Um, right now, I, I so what I like about episode six is that the game of thrones is beginning because obviously we have heirs to the throne. Everyone's got an heir now. Um, we can see that um, a lot more politics has been involved now because it's not simply just you know we used to be friends. Um, um, so basically, between the um, how do I say it, um, the Targaryen and Valerian uh, um, families, to see that you know there's a lot of alliances being formed here and there. There's been talks of Lannisters as well. Um, I like the overall. Overall, dramatization is very good. Um, I just I feel when people are in pain. Um, I feel it when. You know, people died, significance of all that, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm speaking general generalities here, but um, overall, um, I'm giving this, I'm giving everything a whole chicken. And episode episode six of me was also a whole chicken. So, I don't right. that much, Micah. Yeah, I sort of agree with them both. Um, it is a whole chicken. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot that this does that Lord. Oh, if you're going to compare the two, okay, Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Dragon, no, Lord of the Rings, House of the Rings of Power, House of, House of the Dragon. They're on, they're on two different, they're, they're on two different types of fantasy. Yeah, that's, Tom, we, we said that. Old, overly dramatic elves and all that compared to politics, dragons in House of Dragon. Like, equally, they are both fantastic shows. Mm. One's obviously slightly bit predictable because you have to you have to have certain things happen for actual Lord of the Rings trilogy to actually come apart. So if you've watched the film already, you already know that it's not going to end there. Period. 
But with House of Dragons, you don't know who's going to survive, who's going to live, who's going to die at certain points of the time. And then obviously, again, so from episode one to episode six, you have the old hand of the king trying to worm his way into getting water, obviously, getting pumped by the king and what pimping out his... Basically, the lords of every house pimps out their daughters or sons. That's mm. that's literally what it is. Again, that, sorry to interrupt you, but again, that's the, you're right, though. Everyone is pimping out their daughters. But again, that's why I think the writing is so good, because you can look at it as like, yeah, the, the original hand, Reese Iffens, the actor, you could look at it and say, right, he's just trying to get his family into the rove, do you know what I mean? Into royalty and advance his own family, but at the same time, whenever he speaks about it, and, and I genuinely believe him, he's doing it for the greater good of the realm. Like he—he's the king couldn't have sons. Do you know what I mean? And he was about to appoint his daughter as the heir, and he knows the country ain't gonna have that. Do you know what I mean? And it's mm. gonna end in war. Like Damon already has has a is claiming a right to the throne. He knows it's yeah. not gonna go down well. And once his daughter is in there and has the kids, she even she says to him, like, you're just, if you weren't so stubborn and trying to raise your own family in the ranks or whatever, and he breaks it down and says, look, if 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 the princess becomes the next queen, yeah, it's going to be all-out war in the whole country. And oh, of there's going to be different claims to the throne and your own kids, the princess that you're claiming is your friend and that you're covering for right now, She's going to come to kill your own kids because yeah. they have a right to the throne and they're the only true challenge to her. And da, 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 da. So it's like he could, there are selfish aspects of his actions, but there are also actions that are for the greater good. And that's why this writing of this show is, in my opinion, it's more, I don't know if the right word is nuance, than say Rings of Power, where it's like orcs are bad, elves and humans and <laughs> dwarves are good. Mm. Whereas in this, yeah. it's like, people are great do you know what i mean some mm. people can do good and bad at the same time with the same action it's just about their motivations do you know what i mean that's what i'm that's why i slightly lean more to um house of the dragon okay yeah. I, I i do i do agree i do agree and but the only thing that annoys me about this show is that actually to be fair the show is actually fantastic but the one <laughs> character that i just want to die like very very quickly is the guard the knight the knight the knight guard the guard oh that fucking guy yeah. <laughs> oh here's, here's, here's my issue obviously yeah so obviously in the books it's a good thing that they made her like 15 and so on because obviously in the books she's like eight years old so that would have been roughly <laughs> weird <laughs> that's roughly weird but again I, like when you look at it you're just like how can someone be so angry at something that he decided to do yeah so you're just that sitting scene, in like, okay. that scene honestly confused me a bit i didn't know what it went down in that scene oh so dumb it was it was the most pointless scene of the whole entire show yeah they didn't they didn't have to so what they did so apparently like a lot of people online were complaining they were like there's no chemistry between them like what, what was the point of this <laughs> like they could have ended it with him walking in and cl the door closing and yeah. that's it they didn't need to show the actual sex scene or anything like that. But again, the whole the whole hair marrying the other dude and now having kids for the kids for the other guy, mm. the son 
and some being a backstabbing bastard. But yeah. there are so many things about this show that are amazing, but are also very, very frustrating. Mm. Because, again, episode seven? Yeah. Episode seven is obviously going to be a crazy one because the king actually has to die at some point because yeah. he is he has no arm and apparently whenever <laughs> you sit on the and it cuts you, it's basically yeah. telling you that you're not a, a, a worthy king. And the fact that they had him getting cut from the first ever episode, mm. it was really fantastic. Mm. And the, the time skips, the time skips work. Can't complain about that. The time yeah. skips work, but we're also kind of upset that Ah, oh, what's the other? What's the Damon's wife? Obviously, couldn't give past the baby, and it was like, oh well, there's, there's a, she's, she's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was a bit. Deep. So there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to un, unwind about the show. So yeah. All right, all right. Any last things before you move on? Um, what do you guys think of the new actresses that have taken over since this major time skip? They I like them. I like they, them. Yeah, yeah. Works a lot. So go on, Michael. No, no you go on. Oh, no, I was just saying it works. Like it, it genuinely works between them. Mm. I feel like the princess uh, was done better than the queen, um, but yeah, I feel like it was done well. They do. They did. They have been cast very well, um, but I don't know if it was entirely necessary, like, I'm sure the actress that they had, they could have done something with her, maybe. I don't know. Unless, depends how many seasons of this show we're getting, because this could be the princess that we have going forward, like, and the one that we've had was just the, the little prequel setup kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean... I think, that's what I I think, think it is. Well. I think it is, because I feel that they... Want, what they, I feel like what they've done, the fact that they've gone from her being a 15-year-old um, annoying child to yeah. this adult. I feel like from from this moment on, this is where the battles start for, like, who gets mm. like, um, yeah, the or, truth. Yeah, the truth. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really have that with the actresses that were beforehand. Yeah. I mean, how, long would you, how long would you generally have to go? What, eight seasons? And again, we know what happened when, when they went to eight seasons with the original House of um, the last season. And so it works. Mm. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Sorry, hey, say that was the last few ones. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna just real quick. Um, Pinocchio. I believe mine watched this um, on the last recording. I couldn't get around to it, so I. Um, you know, wanted to watch it just because you know he had put it on the list, and you know we tried to be fair and watch others, other people's recommendation. Um, I didn't love it. I think I gave it a core chicken because I didn't write my notes. Um, I hated the ending, and if the reasoning that uh, Big T gave about why they did the ending the way they did it is the truth, um, I'm even more, um annoyed by it because that is very dumb in my opinion and it defeats the whole story of Pinocchio 
Um, uh, it did make me realize that I have not seen Pinocchio in ages. I forgot about so much of the story. Like the, the only bit of the story that I remember reading for Pinocchio is the whale when they're inside the whale, and I think that's more so because of um, Kingdom Hearts. Um, but everything else, like I completely forgot what happened. Um, Cynthia Revo is a fantastic actor, and she has an amazing voice. And to have her in one f- five-minute scene waste of her talent like absolute waste yeah yes obviously again you know if you're giving me a white fairy i'd recall that but to cast that actor in that role and and upset the racist in a sense and like do 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 your race swap make it worth it and they did they it it was not needed it was like you wasted her talents i'm so annoyed that they wasted her talents like I even thought she was going to come back at the end and turn into a real boy and like maybe see her once or twice throughout the movie. Like, ah, oh, that, that was annoying. Um, the new character that they created, that was kind of cool. I did quite like that. It was fun. Um, but yeah, man, cool chicken at best for me. Um, such a shame. Martin, what did you, what did you rate this? I think I gave it a half chicken. Okay. Um, I just I listed all my reasons. So yeah, you can talk about it more um, if you want to now. Yeah, so with me, the way... I, I don't like the way it ended because I want a definitive ending, which was I, which was him becoming a real boy or um, him not becoming a real boy. Do you know what I mean? Maybe there's still stuff they need to learn, but I want a definitive uh, um, answer to that rather than it being open-ended, which was... Um, Jimmy Cricket said that some people say he became a real boy and blah, 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 blah. But that's what I would like to see. Mm. Um it's too problematic to use the term real boy in modern yeah, society. Yeah, uh, maybe, 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 maybe. That's why maybe that was the made that speech at the end. I love you just as you are. I thought I wanted one thing, but what I really want to say, okay, whatever, man. Mm. But, sorry to jump in here. Just quickly. It was kind of, it, 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 was kind of it, it is. Pinocchio is a weird kind of um, fairy tale anyway. Like, usually they have morals behind them. But, the one thing I noticed watching this live action one that I never really picked up on before is that Pinocchio literally lies to get himself out of a dangerous situation. When he lies yeah, yeah. to make his nose grow, that's what saves him. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of message is that to teach? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, um, I, I, feel, I feel like personally, I gave it a half chicken as well. I feel like this is the first Disney movie for me, because I, I watched the animated one as well recently, just before the, the new one, because my daughter's into Pinocchio at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. But we, um, for me, this is the first live-action Disney remake that has matched the quality of the original. <laughs> I never rated the original Pinocchio that high. Mm. I feel like this wasn't that great, but it weren't bad. It was it was okay. The fox was my favorite character. When he was on screen, the energy went up, yeah. the humor went up. He was good. Mm. But they, they didn't Sorry, go on. Okay, thank you. Sorry, go on. Go on. Carry on. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, I was just going to say the fox, the fox is good. Um, I feel like having Tom Cruise, uh, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks as Geppetto was a bit weird. His accent kind of came and went and like, I don't know, it was a bit weird. Um, a few things like timelines were moved around, minor things, little characters introduced, but for me, all in all, it's the same. It's just the same film. And I think what ad- what added to that for me, maybe, is that the main character, Pinocchio, looks exactly how he looks in the cartoon. 
and yeah. that's obviously because he's a CGI creation. Mm. Whereas with the live action ones, like you can't make a real actor look exactly like Aladdin. You can't make a real actor look exactly. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. not going to look exactly yeah. how they looked in the cartoon. Even with Lion King, which was also animated, they were more realistic, so they didn't look like the cartoon. Whereas this Pinocchio is spot on. Mm. So I thought that yeah, man's good. Michael, I agree. What like, was, oh, so big T half chicken. Michael, you see this? Yeah, we we watched it a couple. We watched it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it, but I didn't like it. That makes sense. Yeah, there, makes so sense. I feel like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there was a lot of things that should have been able to. It should have been longer than what it was, and then at the end of the day, it was like. Geppetto was a terrible father. I'm going to be honest. He's a terrible father. No, 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 no. Help me, help me out, yeah? So, Pinocchio getting kidnapped. Pinocchio, obviously, like, doing all these bad stuff, or going to these, these places. Everything, the whole, the whole entire story, yeah, wouldn't have happened if Geppetto wasn't a bad dad. Because, again, what? You, all right, so you made a doll. It, your doll comes it comes to life and you instantly send it out to school <laughs> huh there's no like yeah <laughs> like, like honestly like it doesn't make sense and then also in the also i think there was a part i think in the original like i swear he can talk to um jiminy cricket i swear he, jiminy cricket says something to him no, 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 he never. I don't say. Yeah, he never said anything to Jimmy Cricket. Sorry, Jimmy Cricket never said anything to him. But I think Jimmy Cricket will almost. I didn't. I think in one scene he whispered something to uh, Geppetto when he was asleep or something like that. Yeah, something, something gets said. Something gets said to him. But like, yeah. the whole, the whole entire film, like in a sense, the whole story wouldn't happen. The whole story behind it is to be a real boy, you've got to be truthful, unselfish, brave. And not have a bad dad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's that's what he looks like. Because then at the end of it, you're like, oh, he gets eaten. They get eaten up by the 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 monster. But then you can get rid of the monster just by making it sneeze, and then he can now run on water. Yeah, I don't know why they gave Pinocchio. Yeah, this one. No, no, I don't know. What I don't understand is why did you make uh, why did you make the mon- why did you make the animal in the sea a monster that's out yeah. to kill them? And it's not, not really out to kill them. It was it was just a it was a sea. Yeah, because in the cartoon, it's a sea. It's a whale, but this is just a sort of sea creature because it's it had tentacles as well. Yeah, it's out to kill them. All right. So, Mike, what would you rate this? Mike, Mike, what would you rate um, this? Quarter, quarter chicken. Yeah, no, quarter chicken. Great. Uh, Mike, do you have any more points to make before we kind of cut you off? Um, let's see. Uh, no. Um, actually, I do. I do. Um, but it's only it's only very very small. So when they went to, I can't remember what land they went to, but do you remember when they went to like the theme amusement park or whatever the case was? Right. Yeah, Par- Paradise Island, Island or something like um, that. So for me, that was. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how kids react to it, but for me, I feel that for younger kids, that may have been a bit, a bit scary or whatever the case was, because we don't see that at all in the, um, in the, in the cartoon. Um, but I think adding that element to it, maybe 
make kids maybe may, may, I don't know maybe it'll scare kids into you know actually listening to their parents or whatever the case is. Um, I can't. I don't really know what metaphor I could use to describe those shadowy figures. You know whether it's just oh like, shit, what were they? Um, they were like from Hellbound or something. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether there were metaphor to say that. Um, you know, listen to your parents, go to school, come straight back because when you talk to strangers, you have no idea who you'd meet and what can, that kind of thing. So maybe that's what they were seen as shadowy figures. Um, or this is what happens to you when you get kidnapped. As a, you have all these shadowy figures, you don't know who they are, they're, they're super evil, mm. blah, blah. So listen to your parents, that kind of thing. I have no idea what that was pointed at, but I guess it's one that's definitely more like a deterrent for kids, you know, disobeying mm. their, their, uh, their parents. Um, and also the transformation of, again, I can't remember the guy's name, but the kid who was playing pool with um, Pinocchio, the transformation he had, I think, went down better in this than in the mm. cartoon. Because I remember, I remember seeing that kid um, transform into a, into a donkey, right? For, I mean, for me personally, it wasn't that bad, but I was like, this is so weird that all of a sudden he just turned into a donkey and stuff like that. Um, and this one, it just felt. And I think it was done a little, a little, a little better. I think it was done in this way just to show, um, maybe not, maybe not to scare kids. Actually, I know those. I mean, reading comments and stuff like that. Some people who found that a bit, uh, a bit scary. So uh, that's all, that's all I wanted to say. Overall, I think. I think Rod said, sorry, sorry. Rod said that the kid's name was Lampet. That was his name. Lampet. That was his name. Mm-hmm. I think um, the whole thing with Pleasure Island in in the live action version was a bit weird because in this it's like they tried to make Pinocchio good from the start like he was already good he was already a good boy because when it was time to go school in the original he never went to school on his way to school he went with the fox and the cat and then he went and did the thing but in this yeah. one he goes to school and they kick him out of school because he's a puppet and they're like puppets yeah. don't need to go to school so what's he meant to do do you know what I mean it ain't his fault then, when he's going to Pleasure Island, he actually stops and says, actually, no, nah, I don't want to go, you know, I'm not coming. And they force him to go. They practically kidnap him. So, yeah. again, he's not on the island by choice. He's not being bad, really. He's being forced into these situations. And then, yeah, got the island, again, times have changed. In the original, they're smoking, they're drinking beer. They can't show kids smoking and drinking beer nowadays. So they show them drinking root beer, which is like, come on, people... Kids in real world drink root beer. It ain't bad. Mm. You know I mean, that's I swear that's like actual soda. That's like a drink, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, it is. That's not actual beer, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, a drink. it's a soft drink. It's a soft drink. It's a soft drink, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a drink. Like, right? Root beer is like then, ginger beer. Ginger ale, yeah, ginger beer. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So that ain't that ain't the same as drinking beer. And then they get told they get they, and apparently they're naughty because they smashed a bunch of clocks that they were told they were allowed to smash. That ain't naughty. If you get told you're allowed to smash things, then smash it. Like, I'll do that. That don't make me naughty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think if anything, the whole thing is Huh? I think the whole thing is just disobeying parents. Do you know what I mean? So, again, with Pinocchio, you can't really fault Pinocchio because, like, he, I mean, we, it's established right from the beginning that like, he has no conscience, right? So, if something sounds good to him, then he'll do it. Um, if Jimmy Cricket says, oh, this is bad, this is why it's bad, like, he understands, oh, right, okay. But because he's naive about the world, he doesn't know um, what's going on and stuff like that. I saw a wide extent where you mentioned the kids as well. Same with the kids. They don't, I mean, the kids are different because, one, they should, they do have consciousness. It's not yeah. like Pinocchio. There's some stuff for Pinocchio. But the very same 
where it's more like, uh, again, they disobeyed their, their parents, they went to have fun, they went to have that kind of thing. And then it turns out that actually they were roped into something that they should be roped into and, you know, ended up turning into donkeys and blah, blah. Um, quick side note, I know I'm not one for, for sidetracking much, but um, this film confirms the donkey theory from Shrek that Shrek, that donkey may have been one of these kids who was turned into a donkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's right, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard that theory before. Um, I'm going to be very yeah. swift on Andor because um, I don't really have a lot to say. Um, there's been four episodes out. I disagree with people saying that it's awful and that it's super boring. I don't feel that way. It is a slow burn, but I'm hoping that the payoff is going to be worth it. Um, one of the problems I have with a show like Andor, even leading to Row One, is obviously one: do we really do we really need it? Two: you kind of know that everybody dies and nobody survives. Um, mm. I'm intrigued. I'm a half chicken. Do you know what I mean? I'm intrigued. Um, they definitely did the right thing by dropping episodes one to three together because if they dropped episode one by itself, like the, f- the drop off would have been immense. I don't think many I people agree. have stuck around. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it sticks to landing. I don't see it going any higher than a three piece unless, like, the next, like, I don't know how many episodes we've got of this is absolutely on fire. Um, but yeah, a- anyone else seen the first four episodes? I'm assuming mine would have. I have none. Um, not yet. I have. I I almost agree with you that it's good that they dropped these three episodes in one go because mm-hmm. the drop off will be crazy because nothing major happens to the episodes one to three anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's enough that it will, it will allow people or convince people to watch the fourth episode. Mm. Um. So for me, I'm not enjoying this right now. I give it a half chicken, and the reason why I'm not enjoying it as much is because Rogue One for me was just a bridge between episodes three and four right um i mean the film itself was very very good the film itself was probably a whole ticket right purely because it's it just bridges the gap between episodes three and four and actually world building as well as you as you get to that yeah so the death star the reason why the rebellion were able to find that um that flaw in the death in the original death star that kind of thing that's all that i appreciate massively but we know how these characters basically die. Um, this show for me is a one where it needs to do. Sto- um, I don't know. Um, I do know. Sorry, it, it, it doesn't need to do much story in a sense of we know what's going to happen. So basically, this is going to be um, uh, Andor or Cassian Walter is basically. Um, Looking at his life from when he was a young boy, we've seen flashbacks of that already to when he um, was in the rebellion, and then also see him dying at the end of uh, of one. Um, I think this is just very much filler. Do you know what I mean? I think it's unnecessary filler. I don't think people as much as the Mandalorian did, or um, for some people, Book of Boba Fett did. Um, I think. For for the most part, I think it's pointless, and I think it's only there to just introduce characters for later Star Wars um, spin-offs, basically. And for that reason, I'm not enjoying it as much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is the brother that dies in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy that gets. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no, no! This is a Cassian Andor brother. I didn't know that. Did you not? Did you not pay attention? 
Look, I watched Rogue One, yeah, but I didn't realize that this was the. This he was he was a spy in Rogue One. Yeah, I I I know that now. I do know that now. <laughs> What's the it, point? Have, have we just ruined the whole show for you? <laughs> What's the exactly. point? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the point? Money what, in it. What on God's earth? Why would you waste money? Why are you waste the money on a show where everyone knows that this man is not going to have another season? Oh, no. no, it's going to be two seasons. Ma- 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 it's going to be two seasons. I swear, I swear you love Black Widow. Huh? I swear you love Black Widow, the film. I don't love Black Widow. You love Black I swear you thought it was good. I liked it, but I knew she was going to die. Yeah, but then ain't that the same thing? What was the point of that movie? No, that, that point in that movie was to, to introduce her sister. To what? Was to introduce her sister. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I mean, like like Martin said, this show could be used to introduce characters that we're going to see true. going forward as well. That's true. That, 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 that is true. Me, I get that. I get that. Uh, but me yeah, personally, I, I kind of don't agree with what you said, Martin. I don't see it. I mean, I, I've only seen the first two episodes and I haven't even finished the second episode yet. I was watching it when we started recording. I've got about 10 minutes left, which with credits on Disney Plus probably means I've got two minutes left to watch. Um, but I'm kind of... Even though this is a prequel to a prequel, but still a sequel to the prequels, it's like, as pointless as it seems, it, it's still, if you've got a story to tell, and it's a good story, then then tell it, do you know what I mean? And whereas Boba Fett seemed like, well, they just made a show because it was Boba Fett, and it's Boba Fett, so everyone's going to love it, even though it turned out to be trash. Whereas Andor is a character that no one needed a show about. No one cared. After he died in Rogue One, everyone's like, all right, well, that's him done. So there's not that high a level of expectation. And also, we're kind of going with this character and seeing a story that's kind of, even though it's going to lead to Rogue One, it's like, it's it, from what I've seen so far, it's not like, he's already in the rebellion, do you know what I mean? And he's against the Empire and da-da-da-da. There's been, from what I've seen so far, there's been minimal even mention of the Empire. It's more him kind of being chased by this corporate security something, do you know what I mean? Which is like kind of the police of the ends, I guess. And I love the way the show started. I love the, like, that little fight scene, the quiet, no music, just in the rain and what ends up happening obviously at first it's an accident but then he has to go all out with it do you know what i mean there's no turning back now he has to do what he has to do and that's kind of the the kicking off point to the show so people that are saying like oh nothing's happened i'm like well it happened in like the first moment of the show that's what has projected and uh andor into what's happening now he's on the run do you know what i mean he's trying to sell shit he's trying like he's got no good faith or no um uh favors left with anyone do you know what i mean he's like he, he he's like this guy that everyone hates but he's desperate he's trying like do you know what i mean he's got this this female friend that he likes but her man is kind of a snake there's these um, snake. Even, the, even the um the corporate security whatever they are even there they're kind of funny and that american guy i kind of like him i'm really enjoying this like i said i've only seen two episodes but even the flashbacks which are like about him on his which what seems like a primitive planet and they seem to be like that there maybe has been a crash and they're on their way to go see it 
and and they're they're speaking in some language and there's no subtitles which is interesting but you still know what they're saying pretty much do you know what i mean because it's just from their their actions and the emotions on their face like you know what's going down so i feel like that was a very clever interesting choice um i've just had scars god i can't remember what which one but Skarsgård has just turned up in episode two. He's a great actor. He's in, obviously, Chernobyl and, I don't know, the Thor movies, but he's a really good actor, so I'm interested to see him more. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm I'm really into it. Everyone that's like, oh, it's so slow, like, you needed the whole three episodes. So that I was sold by the end of the first episode. Mm. You know what I mean, I'm interested. I think this is the best show since The Mandalorian, okay. in my opinion. So what's, what's your um, rating of this so far? You're only two episodes deep there. I'm, I'm on a free piece at the moment just just because of the quality of the acting um it is a it is a bit i can understand why it would be slow for some people but there are a lot slower shows out there like better call saul or breaking bad they're very slow but mm. they're considered some of the greatest television ever made so i kind of like taking our time getting to know these characters and and do you know what I mean? Slowly building up. And to me, it's already underway. Do you know what I mean? There's already a pressure. There's already like a chase happening. Like he's on the run. And so even though there's no action, it's still a very like tense situation he's in. He's got himself yeah. into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running with it, man. I've, I've, I'm going to finish the next two episodes maybe tonight. Um, well, I, I definitely will. Do you know what I mean, it's hooked me. I, it took me a while to start because of all the negative reviews I was hearing. Yeah. But then I saw some that started to sound positive, and the positive ones sounded like they was liking it for the same kind of reasons that I would like it. Mm-hmm. And the negative reviews I was hearing was like, I don't feel like I'd have a problem with it being slow, or I don't feel like I'd have a problem with these certain things. So, yeah. and you know what? I, I cannot gauge people anymore. I've, I've lost my gauge on people because someone online, and I'm not going to name any names, but if you're listening and you know who you are, you know who you are, bro. <laughs> like, but someone said something like, ah, oh, um, saying a show is slow and that you need to watch the first three episodes to get into it. And da, 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 that's just an excuse for like mediocre, uh, mediocre writing or something like that. Mm. This is the same person that's saying She-Hulk is top three Disney Plus shows. So I can't gauge people anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You need to call that person out. Nah, we, <laughs> nah let's, so let's, let's, let's... had them on the show. <laughs> yeah, so see, I, I, I hear you, right? But what I'm saying is that for me, so I, th- I think that me speaking, basically, me being a fan of the Star Wars series and stuff like that, right? Mm. Um, um, I can speak on the success of the Mandalorian because, um, like Cassian, um, Mando wasn't well known or anything like that. It was just that exactly. through the storytelling that we had from the series, he's now a character I will happily watch and follow. Mm. Uh, and this is without us anything about it. Uh, with uh, Handel, specifically looking at um, Cassian, in fact, the whole Rogue One squadron. It's for me, personally, for me anyway, it's the time where 
where you know there, there aren't any Jedi or anything like that. There's just the Empire, the oh, the Empire sort of forming itself up again and forming itself up again. Sorry, the Empire's forming or establishing itself was already been established for a couple of years and stuff like that, and all that bit in there. Now that bit does interest me. However, because I know the character is one going to die anyway, we always basically Rogue One's pretty much told the story of of uh, of um, Cassian Andor, right? Which is he finds the plan to the Death Star and ends up dying. Um, I can't remember, I can't remember the name of the planet that he died on um, off the top of my head, but he ends up dying on that planet basically, right? But his through his sacrifice, and it's like the screen, it ends up leading to of the first Death Star, right? So that bit I completely understand. But for him as a character, because basically he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a throwaway character, I can't see, for me, any significance that he personally does that allows me to go, all right, cool, this is a series worth watching. I, don't, I mean, these four episodes right now, it's basically, a lot of it is world-building. Who was Captain Andor outside of Rogue One? How did he get himself into rebellion and that kind of thing? So that's how, that's what's going on right now. And... Yes, it's slow. That's not, that's not really a detractor because for you to world build, you do have to take time aside to actually mm. build up the world. Then you can go fast, take a fast forward to wherever you want to fast forward into. But at the same time, we pretty much already know a story. It's almost like going, it's almost like telling um, the Spider Man um, Uncle Ben death over and over again. Like, you kind of know what's going to happen. Do we need that? No, we don't. Mm. So I would say with Cassian, I prefer it if we just got him. Either when he's recruited by the Rebellion, maybe they could use the first two or three episodes, right, to go, okay, this is you, blah, blah, you're now recruited by the, by the Rebellion, these are the missions you're going to carry out. It's not until episode four that I actually see him going to carry out a mission that is established, do you know what I mean? So that's why I think that, for me, it's not a necessary series to follow, unless it's going to incorporate people that we haven't seen already, the people who first started their rebellion. Um, for example, there are a few Easter eggs, right? There's um, a kyber crystal that one of the characters is wearing in episode 4. Um, kyber crystals are what Jedi use for the lightsabers, but also the Death Star um, super laser is powered by the kyber crystals. So kyber crystals are important, right? Not so, I mean, I know Cassie is important as well, but just seeing those things, that kind of thing, that adds, that adds up to sort of like world building um i think there's a set of armor as well that we see um galen Marek or Starkiller, who was in the star wars force unleashed game right um you see a suit of his where you if you follow the the bad ending or the sith ending um he gets she gets turned to a robot into us into a cyborg similar to um darth vader so those easter eggs and that kind of thing leads to other stories that could be explored but Cassian himself i can't really i can't get stuck with that with that with the series basically because his story is pretty much already told all these extra things it doesn't it doesn't add anything uh, for me if it was someone like say i don't know the Kenobi series, where we know Obi Wan Kenobi before, before, um, before, um, before the Jedi, we knew him in um, A New Hope, and everything he did in between is some stuff that most people don't know about, right? So that is interesting because how does he live knowing knowing who um, Darth Vader is, um, how he how he hides from the Empire, how he then goes from being this person who is broken down, has basically thinks of himself as a failure, whatever the case may be, right, to being 
this person who is now teaching a new Padawa, basically. That story I find interesting because he's already I, an established character. Has I, to have one movie. I get, what, I get like, what you're saying. You know what I mean? At the same time, I would argue that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, well, already I'm getting the sense that the quality of Andor is better than Obi-Wan. I would already... The, the feeling I'm getting from this show, I'm enjoying it more than I enjoyed the first few episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. I'm also enjoying this show. Again, I haven't got the complete story yet, and Rogue One is a movie, so you get a complete story, but... So far, I'm getting the sense that I'm enjoying this more than I enjoyed the Rogue One movie as well. Um, mm. But to, to address what, what you were just saying, sorry, um, I've kind of lost my train of thought just now. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so with Obi-Wan, the show ended where it started. He, he was on the planet watching after Luke in the desert. Then events happen, and then it ended. He's in the desert watching after Luke. Do you know what I mean? So... That's kind of a pointless story in my eyes. Like, it could be entertaining. There could be things that happen that shed light on stuff. But it didn't really do that. The show didn't really take the advantage of the opportunity it had. Whereas with this, this can go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? As long as it ends with him as a rebel going off to start whatever. I mean, it doesn't even have to end like that. We know exactly that it's going to end like that. Yeah. But we knew where Obi-Wan Kenobi heads to. We knew where Han Solo goes and he got his own movie. We know how Rogue One was going to end. That was a movie. Do you know what I mean? Better Call Saul just came out. That's a prequel to Breaking Bad. And we all know where all those characters were headed. But again, it, that is also considered a great show. Like, the prequels themselves of Star Wars are prequels. We know where it's going. So imagine, imagine, imagine it like this. Imagine it like this. It's a filler of a filler. Yeah, it's a prequel to a prequel. Yeah. Who's, interested, who's interested in a filler? All right, so, I mean, besides you, I don't think the many people are interested in a filler of a filler, right? And 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 I know I may be getting um, what's what I'm looking for. I don't I don't know what the word's hypocritical, whatever the case is, right? But Mandalorian's a filler, but it's a filler we've never seen before. So that's interesting. And based mm. on the writing and stuff like that, is now is now a good series, it's a mainstay series. It's something that I want to see uh, continue until we get to um, episode. Seven, eight, nine, right? So that's what that mission is, even though it's a filler, right? But this is, we already have the filler. Okay, Rogue One is a major film. Does it need to continue? I don't, I don't think so. I think I was there, done, whatever. We don't really care. I mean, besides myself, uh, I, actually, I'll speak for myself. I don't really care about how Cassie became a rebel or blah, blah. Just the how I don't care how Poe became a rebel um, or part of the, um, of the New Republic in episode yeah. 789. I don't really care how, you know, certain characters who are in the Star Wars franchise came to be where they are because that's sort of explained behind the scenes anyway or, be or with other stuff anyway, right? Uh, but making Captain a, pro a, prominent, a prominent character in a, in, a, in a, I guess, universe where I don't think he's that prominent of a character, that's why I'm not enjoying it as much because it's a character that I simply don't care for as much. But like I said, if the... If it's a way to introduce other characters and sort of the, for example, how Senator Bill or Ghana or even Princess Leia, um, you know, interact with him and then leads to other plans. Then I'm interested in if I see that he has a run in with um, with the Empire soldiers, this, that, and the other, and you actually see him in covert operations and stuff like that. Then it's something I'll be interested in. And I and for me, I have to wait till I see those episodes at least give the show a chance to see uh, to see how it unfolds but right now i'm not enjoying it as much mm. because like i said it's a filler of a filler 
I get I get what you're saying, and I I agree to the point where I don't care necessarily how he joins the rebellion, but that's why I think they've made a smart choice in that the story. Again, I've only seen the first episode, so I might be wrong. I might be chatting up my ass. But from what I've seen so far, it doesn't seem to be about that. It's about this crime he's committed and him being on the run and, do you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So it seems like it's the contained story. Obviously, we know him as a character where he goes, but we don't know how the show's going to end. Like, how does he get out of this situation he's got himself in? Is he still on the run for it when Rogue One starts or like, do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's, it's not about the destination, it's the journey. And I'm here for the journey. I wasn't. Originally I was like Andor, like the guy from Rogue One. I don't care about that film. I don't care about this guy. I'm not interested. But the moment I started watching it and I got like the tone that they was going for, this to me, um, the, 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 the creators said that Obi-Wan Kenobi show they were going for like a Logan kind of feel to it. Whereas I don't I don't feel like they fully achieved that. Whereas this show is giving me more Logan vibes than Obi-Wan did. And I'm um I like that tone. I like that kind of dire, like, do you know what I mean? Hopelessness. Like it it it's 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 intriguing, do you know what I mean? It 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 makes a character endearing. When you see them go through struggles you kind of endear towards them. And I don't know, it's, it's grown on me quickly. Like, it, it grabbed me. Again, I know no action has happened and stuff, but I'm, I'm just interested for the ride. Like, and but again, maybe because you're a big Star Wars fan and you know all the lore and stuff, you know, maybe you're aware of how insignificant this character is and how pointless this show is. But for someone like me who's into Star Wars, but hasn't necessarily gotten fully knee-deep into the lore... It's, it's entertaining, do you know what I mean? And not everything needs to set up the next thing. Like, that's kind of the problem with Marvel at the moment. I'm kind of I'm kind of going off of Marvel recently. But... And, and Star Wars is, is in a similar kind of danger zone. But this show, I feel, is them back on the right track. Boba Fett kind of fucked them up. But this show is them back on the right track. Like this, to me, like I said, is the best thing since Mandalorian. Okay, and it's nice to have a contained story. Not everything needs to set up a big universe. Like the Batman recently, in my opinion, was so good because they finally went back to self-contained stories. They weren't trying to set up a DC universe. So again, like I said, I'm here for the journey. Even though we know where the destination is, and I'm not necessarily like on the edge of my seat waiting to get to that moment. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the story they're giving us, if that makes sense. Okay. And I like the characterization. The acting is very good. Uh, I even like that little droid he's got. I think is a nice new design for a droid. It's, it's, it, it could potentially be up there with like R2-D2, BB-8, and then right. this little square thing. So, right. Thomas, I want to move us on because we're nearly out of time. And I know there's next yeah, section yeah. of the sign that you don't want to game quite heavily uh, another reason that i've been quite distracted uh rodimus prime who has been on our stream the whole of the day and has been fighting um 
a lot of entertainment so much appreciated for that um all of you guys should be like rodimus and comment in the chat if you're enjoying our discussions we will read out your comments where suitable um is i have been watching overlord now overlord is an anime that i've heard about and it's been on my list for uh many a year um i just not had the time um and rod you know i've been suggesting a whole heap of animes to rod and he's been watching them and giving me his feedback um so when he mentioned this one i was like you know what let me start it um it's an isekai um so that's right up my alley um i got through uh, season one and season two um both season one and season two is a whole chicken um my i told my i told in the group that i was watching overlord and mine was like ah oh, season one and two is really good but season three gets a bit dry and he was right season three i'm about maybe seven episodes in and um it's not as good as season one and two like it's lacking that 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 vim like there's a bit of like urgency a lot more fun a lot more action um season three is just yeah it's uh, i'll still give a free piece and maybe depending on how how the season um finishes it might you know be more endearing to me but over like season one and two whole chicken season three um free piece uh, i'm looking forward to getting through it and um you know get season four and then i'll give you guys my overall rating um i'm gonna hand it over to big t um and i'm gonna let the three of you debate the the dharma documentary on netflix um i didn't get to get to this one because i couldn't really watch too much adult content since i had little ones around me um for most of the week so t there you go you got about maybe 15 minutes and then we're calling a day yeah um yeah, so Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, um, Netflix. Um, I first saw about this online. Everyone was making a lot of noise about how repulsive it is and no one can get through the first episodes and people are literally running to the bathroom and vomiting and they can't get through the first episode. So obviously, you know me, I'm a big horror fan. I was like, sick, that sounds nice. I'm going to watch that. Um went to it it wasn't that at all like i i think everyone who is saying that is either not a horror fan or if they do consider themselves a horror fan there's a lot of horror movies they haven't actually seen so i can give them some recommendations although if they're vomiting at episode one of this they probably won't like my recommendations um but yeah so it's the story of the real life serial killer jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I think it was from, uh, when was it? 70s, 80s, something like that. Sorry, was that Michael? 1980s. 1980s, yeah. So the show, it's it's not a documentary, it's like a drama series. I wouldn't even consider it a horror. I'd say it's more a drama kind of thriller. No, it's it's, it's a conversation of what happened. There's nothing nothing horror about it. Yeah, there's nothing scary about it whatsoever. Uh, it's not Nothing. even it's not even gruesome like even the the kills themselves a lot of the stuff oh, is more implied than actually shown like he drilled holes in people's heads and poured acid into it we never saw that do you know what i mean we we saw him holding a drill we saw a hole in a skull do you know what i mean we saw a, a a lobotomized kind of zombied out person running through the hall but you never actually see the actions and and a, a, a lot of the cases uh, in, in a lot of the, the, the murders and stuff, that's the case. You don't actually see it happen. It's all implied. Or And again, the, the thing that makes this horrific is that it's true. 
Okay, in that aspect of it, I'll agree with everyone. If that's what's making you sick, is that it's, it really happened, then that's, I agree with you. But based purely off the show itself, of then the visuals we're seeing, it's not, it's not that, in my opinion. Um, it's a great show. It's a very good show. It might give it a whole chicken. I think, um, what's his name? Evan Peters, who, who plays um, Jeffrey Dahmer, is phenomenal. He, I think he's a very good actor. Um, he, I think he is amazing, isn't he? He's, and I think, I think he's, I've been sleeping on him, you know. Like I've seen him in a lot of things, but this show is finally like, okay, yeah, this guy's a sick actor. Um, the um, the guy that plays his dad as well. Uh, what's his name? I thought I wrote it down somewhere. Richard Jenkins. Um, he is channeling his character from Stepdads in the best possible way in this show. Like, the way he gets annoyed at his son, it, 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 it's almost hilarious just because it makes me think of how he was reacting in Step Brothers. Um, but again, he's a very good actor. In fact, in this whole show, I think it was episode eight, maybe, or, or one, of the, one of the later episodes, there was a scene with, with um, Richard Jenkins uh, and Evan Peters uh, obviously father and son in the show and it yeah. literally made me tear up just hearing this guy talk about his son and how he feels like he failed as a father and he should have been there more even though we've seen throughout the show um, it starts off um, you kind of get the impression like the mom is accusing the dad that he's never around he's always off and doing this he don't care about his kids and blah 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 and you just assume, okay, that's the case. Like, the dad says, that's not true, you're chatting shit, but of course you're going to say that in an argument. But as the show goes on, and you see, like, his childhood and him growing up, his dad is there for him the most. His dad t shows an interest in his hobbies, even though you could argue that could have helped lead to the serial killer he became, which, again, is a very interesting aspect of the show and how it's written. Um... But yeah, it, 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 once it gets to it and he's breaking down saying, like, I tried to do the best for you and, and all this, it made me start tearing up again. Maybe because I'm a father myself and like it, watching how he raised this child, it's like I, I can see how it could have potentially led to him doing what he did. But then at the same time, you are just a dad showing an interest in, in your son's hobbies. Do you know what I mean? It's a very strange hobby and it's, yeah. it's nasty, but... <laughs> people are into that do you know what I mean um, but yeah I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass it on now because I feel like I've been talking a lot but yeah it's a whole chicken from me um, uh, uh, do you mind if I uh, cut in and say a few things yeah go ahead I think uh, you might be saying you might say something that I'm saying but go ahead go ahead yeah yeah so in terms, in terms of acting I I think acting across the board was was really really good I like the way they portrayed as in the creators of this, of this uh, series portrayed how the um, killings were happening, you know. For example, when it came to the neighbor, <clears throat> um, Glenda, um, she never saw anything, but she heard screams, and then the screaming would stop, and then she heard power tools, do you know what I mean? That's something that I think was was done well, because it shows that even for people around the situation that knew something was off, you couldn't really tell what was going on. Oh, the screaming, and they stopped. maybe they made up and stuff like that. And then you're hearing power tools. Hmm, that's a bit weird because you never expect to see to have a serial killer living right, right next to you, right? Um, so I thought that was portrayed very well. Um, 
I uh, so my gripe with it's not really a gripe. I mean, alright. So let me give the rating for us. I give this a three piece because it shows maybe if it's if not so much for Jeffrey Dahmer himself, but for the victims and I guess the events that happened around the killing of seven of these seventeen people. Um, it just shows you how the police act that behaved, how the community behaved, how individuals behaved, that kind of thing. I can't, for example, I can't say how true this is. Um, true to real life this is, but I can say that for me personally, I this was obviously a lot bigger than simply Jeffrey Darby and Steve Killer kind of, um, killing off um, people left, right, and center. Sorry, Mark, um, just to jump in quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, um, the show, everything is pretty much spot on. The only thing they changed is the neighbor, what's her name, Glenda? Mm -hmm. She didn't actually live next door to him in the same building block. She lived in the building block next door to his building block, if that made sense. Oh, uh, so she she still had the screaming and witnessed the, the, the boy running out, uh, yeah. 14 year old, but she, all of that was still the same. The only thing was she didn't live right next door to him, do you know what I mean? Okay. So oh. they kind of, they, they made that change in a way to kind of exaggerate the... Just how close to the... To the, the response she was. Do you know what I mean? And how... Oh. How... how how slipping they was not to react to what she's saying but mm. so obviously moving her right next door to him where she can hear the power tools and the screaming and everything like that it makes how the police reacted a lot more kind of questionable whereas yeah. where she did live it's like you maybe could understand why the police wouldn't like especially with the boy if someone from a block away is like, yeah, da, 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 and, and but then someone's telling you, nah, this, 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 it, it, it kind of is a bit more understandable. It's still not, though, actually. Now, it's still completely wrong. And I think you might have just been about to get into it, but the, the community aspect of it, especially the black community, because he was targeting a lot of, of black people, um, of, of black men. So, I mean, even Reverend... Um, Jackson gets involved and like, it, it becomes a whole, like you said, it becomes bigger than just him. And I like yeah. that aspect of it. It showed how the family were affected, how his family were affected, how the community was affected, like everything. So yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. All right. So what I do like about it before I mention my gripes is that, um, you know, the way the police um, acted because it's very much things that happened back then were, it's very much things that, um, are happening in the black communities in America and stuff like that. I think we, I think we've mentioned enough times what goes on in in the communities. Um, you know, for example, lack of policing, education, X, Y, and Z. Right. Cool. Um, then, you know, we have um, the parents themselves and how they um, they um, acted towards hearing the news. Jeffrey Dahmer as well. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer himself in this in this series and stuff like that. So. The, that's that's the good things I like about it. The things I didn't like about it was, um, firstly, I felt that in the first few episodes, uh, especially episodes one or two, it was almost like trying to make me sort of sympathise in a way. I don't know if it maybe, and for me, I came across as sympathising rather than maybe explaining. Maybe all the tragedy was explained for me. I came, came across as sympathising um, Jeffrey Dahmer because they, you know, showed him as a young kid growing up. Um, yes, he was a bit of he was the odd one out because kids would give him give um, teacher apples, for example, 
and then he come with codes. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but you could you could see that as a metaphor anyway for how different he was for the rest of the kids, the way he reacted to certain things, um, his social awareness, that kind of thing. Um, that isn't the norm. Um, it sort of made me feel like the show was trying to make me sympathize with him. Um, for me, that is a big moment. As if, if someone, I understand if you're if someone's trying to explain why the why it is he did the things he did, right? But what I don't like is almost trying to because you're trying to explain why it is he did what this is almost like you're lessening the responsibilities on, on him as an individual, and that's something that I didn't appreciate. Um, so we see the episodes one or two, I think episodes either eight or nine, where he um, where he basically tries to where he basically um, becomes baptized and everything like that as well. Yes, it's a redemption for himself, um, but it's not a redeeming quality of his victims and things like that. So that I didn't appreciate whatsoever. Um, in a wider context, it makes me feel like when it comes to um, black people and people of color, it's always the case that. Communities are the most two communities are forced to, um, in a way, almost forgive atrocities against them. I remember um, there was a case in, in in America where a female police officer went home. Um, it's the same complex um, as yep. this black guy. Mm-hmm. He was on the wrong floor. Um, she opened the door and then tried to and then thought that this guy was an intruder, so killed the guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened was that actually she wasn't she wasn't in her own apartment. Her apartment was the floor above us like that. Um, and during that trial, um, the brother of the victim said, "I forgive you." And to me, I was like, "Are you crazy?" Because again, it's something I sort of like expected of black people, people of color. That yeah, we we forgive atrocities against us about how 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 bad it is, right? And it sort of let off. Um, let's let's oh yeah let off the hook or lessen um the the um what's it called the accused the perpetrators the what have you right? so that i do appreciate at all um it just for me for me on a wider level i'm i'm a, before i ramble on um it just shows you the yeah, how how it was during those times? I still think that that's still relevant today because even in today's society, we also expect to be we as black people, people of color, still expect to be very forgiven of certain atrocities or you know just to take it on the chin and that kind of thing. Um, there was a bit in the Jeffrey Dahmer series as well. I don't know how how much of you guys have seen it, but there was a bit in there where even Jeffrey Dahmer's mum goes up to one of the victims and says, "I was hoping to catch either you or the daughter because what I'd like you to say is." first of all, she established that what Jeffrey did can never ever be forgiven. It's absolutely unforgivable. But then she tries to say that, listen, he's not well to basically say that, you know, what he did, he did what he did because he was he was um mental, as he had mental issues, oh. right? And that would have given him a lighter sentence that would made instead of him going to prison, he would have gone to uh, a mental facility and that kind of thing, right? And for me it just showed how much again, it's also like when it comes to a certain group of people who who commit certain amount of crimes, the crime is almost tr- is treated almost differently, right? Or you try to make you try to explain it away as, oh, this person definitely has mental health issues. Whereas when it comes to black people, people of color, that's not the case. It's usually the case that um, if that happens, that's the last thing on the that's the last um, assumption they make that this person had mental issues. So it's, it's the case that no, this guy's a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. that kind of thing. so that's why they appreciate. I'm I completely. 
Oh, sorry, I was just going to run off your last point and, and just and just add say something. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying, and I again, these these things all really happen. So you can't even like give credit to someone for writing this or, or yeah. chastise them if you don't like it. But because these things really happened, and it it's very um, it, it, it angers it angers you as a viewer to see these things happening, and anyone that doesn't believe in systemic racism or white privilege they think those things don't exist needs to watch this show and if you haven't had your mind changed on that by the end of this show then there is no hope for you because there are things like like um martin was saying the the uh, police and judges and authorities in general respond differently based on people's race do you know what i mean so um you've got glenda the neighbor who's reporting all these crimes do you know what I mean? But she's a black woman, so they're not really taking her seriously. If that was a white woman reporting hearing, hearing screaming and then silence and then drilling and soaring next door and the smell, like, they would have investigated the shit out of that. Do you know what I mean? Now we've got to protect this old little white lady. Do you know what I mean? But when it's a black woman, she don't get taken seriously. Also, the whole thing with that boy, because he was a 14-year-old boy, but he was, like, Filipino or something. He was from Laos. Yeah, and Jeffrey Dom is a white guy. Now, had it been the other way around, let a 14-year-old white boy run out of a black man's house and see if the police try and turn that boy back around and say, no, go on, mate. You're clearly an 18-year-old man. You're clearly his boyfriend. Like, just go back in. Ain't happening. Do you know what I mean? And the worst one of all was um, before all of these murders happened, he molested a child who was actually a cousin of another boy that he ended up killing and molesting and whatever but this boy yeah he got arrested and he went to he, he was in court and the judge said that jeff reminds him of his own grandson and therefore he doesn't want to ruin his future he looks like a good young man who did another bear in mind he's just molested a child so that child's future is ruined but he doesn't want, this judge doesn't want to ruin Jeff's future because he reminds him of his grandson, his good white, little white grandson. Do you know what I mean? So that's what systemic racism is. It's not that the book literally says, ah, oh, black, yeah, prison, white, freedom. That's not what the rule book says. But the person enforcing the rules, them personally, they have that view. That's what systemic racism yeah. is. And that's what people right, okay. don't understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, 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 okay. Before we get into the racial, racial, <laughs> let me get my, let me get my views over. Sorry, <laughs> it's alright. Um, look again, Thomas. I agree with what you're saying, but again, this is America in the 1970s, 1980s. That's mm. what's going to happen. There's nothing that we can do about it when it comes to that that sort of stuff. But when you said that Jeffrey, um, when you said that Jeffrey Dahmer's dad was a good dad, he was not a good dad. No, no, no. I wouldn't say he's a good dad. He, 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 wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't there for Jeffrey at all. Let's, let's, not, let's not lie. Let's not lie to ourselves just by what we see. He's not. No, no. Let me explain. So, obviously, him and his, him and his mom was having troubles, okay? Yeah. Understood, right? He was young. They were having trouble. The dad, the dad would go away and work and, and disappear. And then when they got divorced... Bear in mind, you, we all saw that the mum left. All right, fair enough. She left Jeffrey. They didn't want, no one, none, neither of them wanted to take care of Jeffrey. Neither of them wanted to take care of Jeffrey. She left. Jeffrey stayed in the house for how long on his own? 
Three months. Yeah, oh, three months. Yeah. Where was his dad? With another chick, with another woman. With another chick. Yeah. He wasn't really there. And then when he was there, he was too busy sending them off other places. He sent him, he sent him to work. He, he didn't so do the army. He sent him to the army. And, and then when he did come home, he sent him to his grandma's. He, didn't, he wasn't really there at all for Jeffrey in any sense of the way. Other than bailing him out of jail, which he didn't do, his grandma did. He didn't do much in Jeffrey's life, so you can't really say that. But again, the show itself was, I agree with Martin, they did try to make you symph um, feel sympathetic to Jeffrey Dahmer because it's, they're trying to go, He's got men you can tell that he's got mental problems, so you must feel sorry for all the actions that he did. It wasn't of his own accord. No, my man chose to kill me. I don't he think. I, I don't but, think. I, sorry to cut you. Sorry, sorry. I don't. Nana's doing something with his hand. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, okay. minutes. <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't think two things. Yeah. Firstly. I I would say it's arguable how much his dad was there for him because yeah his dad was away a lot I I I, I will agree with that he was away at work and but you can't blame a man for being at work and not being able to be at home for his kids because he's at work he's working for them and then at the same time when he was there he spent time with his son yeah he might not have been there all the time but when he was there he spent time with him. They, they did their taxidermy in the garage together and the mum would cuss them out for it. The mum was the bad one. She was the one that was had mental health problems. She was on 21 different pills when she was pregnant with him. She, and then... And the first thing we see of her... The first thing we see of her... Sorry, just quickly. The baby, their, their second child, is in the living room screaming. Screaming his head off. And she's passed out in her bedroom from taking drugs. That's a bad parent. You get me? The dad was working. The dad tried to show interest in the kids in hobbies and shit, but he was misguided. The dad, I think, may have at the, at the start, when they were arguing, may have not been the best dad because he was off at work. Do you know what I mean? And, and may have, yeah, had an affair or whatever. But when he was with his son, his intentions, he, 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 he seemed like his intentions were good. Sending him off for the army, he thought that was the right thing to do. He had used... Every of like Jeffrey kept doing shit. Do you know what I mean? And then he would say, "All right, get a job." Like you, everyone would tell their son to get a job. That's what you need to do. That's because that's the what's best for them. But then he fucked that up. So he was like, "All right, fuck it. You're going to the army." Because again, when you keep fucking up, a, a lot of people send their kids to the army because they think it will straighten them out. But it didn't. It made him worse. And that's the that's the irony of it. Every time the dad tried to do something that in his mind was to help. It ended up just making Jeffrey a better serial killer, which, which is ironic. Do you know what I mean? Because in the army, he learned about um, about medication and how to numb people and how to paralyze them and how to do all this. So it, his intentions were in the right place, but I feel like he was just misguided. Um, whether that makes him bad, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call him bad. I would just say. He tried, but it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? He could have tried harder. He definitely could have tried harder and been there more. But I wouldn't say he was the bad one. I'd say the mum is the bad one. Because at the end of the day, he when they got divorced, yeah, he did leave with the with his secretary or whatever. But I'm sure like it seemed like the setup was okay, you just fought for full custody of our son 
you have it and you live here. So you're here. My sons are here. I'll be over here for a couple months. Then I come back and you've just disappeared. You've disappeared and left our son in the house for three months. Uh, like, I get it. I weren't here, but that ain't on me. Like, you did that. I didn't know about that. Do you know what I'm saying? And then when he turned up and realized his mum his had abandoned him, that's when he fully took over. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he put him in his grandma's house, but that's because maybe, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he was, just, he was, he was, he was he you know, happening. Huh? He was sort of of what Jeffrey was doing too, because he obviously Jeffrey had, had low grades as well. Um, he he had a few couple of jobs as well. They kept get, get either losing or that this that mm. the other. So um, and again, yeah, the whole those things that he kept the whole fucking up. This thing. Yeah, but and again, sorry. Last thing I said, but the whole insanity thing as well. Um, I feel like again, this show was very good at showing multiple points of view. It showed his family's point of view, and obviously, no matter what crime he commits, his parents are going to love him, do you know what I mean? So they're going to try and defend him. It showed their point of view. It showed the point of view of the families of the victims, who a lot of them were like, I will never forgive him, do you know what I mean? Fuck him, let him die. And even when they showed the um, the victim um, impact statements in court, again, Martin, like you said, a lot of, a lot of times, like, like, the black community, or a lot of, a lot of smaller minority communities they have to let things slide in it and, and we get they teach i'll like, oh, just forgive move on like be the bigger person or whatever and you've got some of that in the victim impact statement but then that one woman coming in and was like no fuck this i'm angry fuck this fuck you i want you dead i want to fucking kill you myself and then she went for him do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. This, that's, that's, that's exactly how i thought i thought well, yeah like, that's how i thought <laughs> when it came to the court cases as well um I, I feel, I feel, I mean, overall, I, overall, I, I say definitely watch it. Um, I've given it a three yeah. piece. It's one to watch just because if it, I mean, even if you don't empathize with Jeffrey Dahmer or you're someone who's just interested in these kind of things, at least when you see, you see the dramatization, you, you can pick elements from here and there that actually helps you, I guess, gain a rounded view of the actual, um, uh, you know, crime book of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from, from what I thought this show was going into it, I thought, yeah, I'm going to get to see some, like, gory serial killer show. I didn't get that. But what I got instead was a surprise and was very good because it turned out to be, like, a cautionary tale, if anything, of, like, of like the, the, the ongoing failures that can lead to something like this happening and going undetected for so long. Like, from... from the mistakes of raising a child or, or maybe not being there as much or even having an argument in front of your child. Like I've had bare arguments with my, with my girl in front of my child and watching this made me feel so bad about it. Cause I'm like, shit, like when it, when it has those flash, do you know what I mean? It makes you reflect on your own actions. And that's what I liked about this. It, it, it had a, it had a statement to say, I feel, and it was pointing out all the injustices that happened. And, um, and do you know what I mean? How it could have been avoided in the future? Do you know what I mean? How we all need to be vigilant? How how law enforcement they have a duty of care? Do you know what I mean? Like you can't let your personal biases stop you from do you know what I mean? Trying to save everyone. And yeah, yeah, man. I, 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 
I have even thought because at the start, yeah, in the first, it starts with him getting caught. The first episode is him getting caught, and then yeah. from episode two onwards, it kind of jumps around in time. I thought it was funny when he starts like hitting the gym, or not hitting the gym, but just busting weights and getting hench. Because in the first episode, he overpowers that muscular black man quite mm. easily. And I was like, bro, he looks like Napoleon Dynamite, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, how is he, how is he stronger than this guy? But then when you see how hench he gets, it's like, okay, like, I can kind of see it. And it makes sense as well, because in a way, it, if you're raping men, you kind of have to be hench. It's kind of harder to rape men than it is to rape women, I guess. I don't know if that's... Like, I'm probably going to get cancelled for saying that. But <laughs> I just thought that I, was I funny. Just, bro. Yeah. Um, I have, I have one point, maybe two. Right. The first point is that what I liked about the show as well is that I was, um, people may not know this, but I'm Christian. So when it came to Jeffrey being baptized and stuff like that, it was that thing where the, the um, I don't know the, well, I don't know what I call them, the the preacher, the preacher in, in the in the prison said, um, Je- Jeffrey asked, you know, would I be forgiven if I become baptized as that and the other, right? Going through his own thing, right? Now, one of the hardest things for me as a good to do is to forgive people, right? And I know that, you know, you're supposed to forgive people X, Y, Z, right? But for me, right, when it comes to certain atrocities, I can't do that. So, again, when watching this, it made me think, do you know what? Actually, we are told that, you know, God is all forgiving, people forgive all this is blah, blah. Me as a human being, I don't ever want to forgive this guy. So I thought that was, I thought that was very, very interesting. It's something that, you know, that just came to my head. Um, and I think second one is that on TikTok, there was um, someone who was saying that actually during the 70s and 80s, um, this was when people were talking about, you know, abortion rights, this, that, and the other, right? And she said that, I don't know how true the truth this is, but she said that actually when it comes to things like um, um, abortions, things like that, people who struggle not only to, basically people who are denied not to have kids, right, but also, sorry, people who are denied having abortions but also can't basically raise kids, what ends up happening is that those kids end up becoming serial murderers and stuff like that, right? Which is why in today's society, you don't hear much of serial killers and this, that, and the other. I don't know how that is, but that's the observation she made. So I was thinking that maybe it's the case that um, we need to put that, you know, for our society, we need to look more into things, into this, into why it is that people become serial killers and stuff like that and try to try to reduce that, right? Um, I guess in, in the first couple of episodes where you saw the mum being put in and stuff like that, her being on 20 pills and stuff like that, obviously she was not in a situation where she'd be able to look after a kid and stuff like that, right? So perhaps that may be a reason as to why um, Jeffrey Dahmer was the way he was. But again, I don't really want to be explaining the way what he did because it takes away from you know the impact that I had on the victims and the community. But those are the two things I want to raise. Um, I'm done. Nana, Michael, do you have anything to add? Nope. Cool. So that brings us to a All close. Right. That is the end of the episode. Um, thank you very much for those of tuning on, on Twitch. We've had five people literally the whole time. So that is very sick. Much appreciated. Um, yep. You can find us obviously here on Twitch. Um, for those that are not listening on uh, Twitch right now very weird sentence i just said um but twitch.tv for slash blurts are us uh you can also find my car where can people find you my car uh youtube tiktok instagram enriched sports and reviews cool um 
I do not know what's on the docket for next week. It feels like we're in a bit of a lull when it comes to films. Focus two. Now that's out now. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, out yesterday. So watch for i've never seen the first one so that'll be interesting to do a retro review on that as well um continue with our rings of power and house of the dragon review little mini reviews and um yeah as far as i know i am not working a late shift so we should be good to record and um back our, our more regular time of like eight o'clock if that works for most people and um yeah thanks guys for joining me and uh we'll see you guys next week so without further ado mike say bye to the people see you everybody big yeah, martin say bye to the people i'm one catch you next time big t say bye to the people god save the king <laughs> you are not serious all right guys That's thanks for listening bye bye now <laughs>